Please don't push me. Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to flat bush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the street, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing. Any of the relationships that y'all changing. We rearranging, making the shame shift. Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift. Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift. Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift. All on Yeshua, man, the rest is manure, man. I'm dying daily, so I rise up a purer man. Pressing B daily, so my sins looking fewer, man. Washing the blood, so my sins down the sewer, man. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. On you, Tim. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. Yo, we got sound effects already popping off today. I love you guys so much. Uh, welcome to the B-side. If you have Press B, if you've downloaded the app, if you're rocking with us in our community, you dwelling with us on Discord, uh, you are one of our audio files on either Spotify or um, iTunes. Yo, I just th thank you for making us a part of your life. Can I just say that real quick? Thank you for making us a part of your life. When I see um, posts on Instagram where, you know, y'all just like doing chores or you're at a workout or, you know, one somebody posted something today and their cute little baby was in front of a book. Maybe they were homeschooled or maybe they're in preschool or something. And basement is on the TV. And it's just a it's just it looks like a a a well lived in living room. I'm not saying it was messy. I'm just saying, like, you know, you got toys for the babies over here and you got a little something over here and the TV's going in the back. And like like it's, a, it's we want to be that type of destination app. We want to be that kind of lifestyle um, um, application for you. Like, like this is just like I go to the basement. I press B every day. I go there every other day. I might go to the basement once a week, but you press B at some point and you come to a place that's safe. You come to a place that's uh, non-judgmental. You come to this place because you're going to be seen, heard, valued, known, and still loved. Come on here. You might not be agreed with. <laughs> you may not agree with me, but there's safety right. because you pressed B. Bars. Come on now. So um, check it out. Listen, I got up this morning. You know, it, 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 I forgot what the weather was. Like it's 20-something degrees or something like that or 19 degrees. And um, it feels like minus one or it felt like minus one at some point today. And so I rolled over in bed to my fine wife. You know what I'm saying? Because she fine. She wakes up like that. She can't even help it. And um, I mean, natural beauty. Like I turn over. This girl has no makeup on. Fresh. I mean, this is a morning face. And I'm sitting there. Oh, how? 
and she was with my dad last night. Y'all keep praying for my dad. He's still in the hospital. And so we've been on rotation for the last seven, eight days. Um, I'll be going there after this is over. So y'all keep Charles Edward Ross in your prayers. Um, but the girl came in from being with my dad. She slept uh, at the hospital overnight. She comes home late um, Sunday evening. And she wakes up this morning like with a messy bun and face just fine. And so I, I wake up to sunshine. Yeah, that's the perfect sound effect. I wake up to sunshine every single day. And so it didn't matter that it's overcast and, you know, minus feels like minus one degree. I wake up to sunshine every single day. And so I, I look sunshine in the face, you know what I'm saying? I look sunshine in the face, and I and I I looked her deep into her eyes. And after I said good morning, and 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 told her I loved her, and then kissed half her face off, I then said, um, "I think America's about to get this onesie today." <laughs> I was like, "I think I, I think America's really about to get this onesie today." And here you go, y'all got this onesie today. Cause the weather outside is frightful, but in here it's so delightful. delightful. And since we have no place, no, and since there's, and since we have nowhere to go or no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Remix, since there's nowhere to go, it's just cold, it's just cold, it's just cold. <laughs> hey, I'll be in Vegas on the 28th. <laughs> anyway, um, I love you guys so much, and um, I just appreciate you being here. So uh, shout out to all my dwellers. Uh, check in, roll call, where are you from? Uh, I'm looking at the monitor right now. Or, or, or they seem to be doing some technical stuff. I don't know what that is. Um, um, but roll call, just tell me where you're from. I know somebody's from North Carolina. I know somebody's from North Carolina. I know somebody's from uh, California. I know somebody's from Egypt. I know. <laughs> just throwing out Egypt right now. Uh, Baltimore. Oh, y'all quick with it. Oh, my God. It's too blurry. I can't. Toronto. Nigeria. Nigeria. Let's go. Whoa. Oh my goodness. How many people are in here? It's, it's going so fast. Oh my London, Roanoke, Iowa, Bakersfield, California, KC, Los Angeles, Savannah, Woo. Iowa 7. Iowa 7? IE. I know what IE is in Cali. That's Inland Empire. Let's go. Uh Atlanta, New Brunswick, Columbia, Virginia Beach, Chicago. Antigua, let's go. Duncanville, Texas. Napa, Cali. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Australia in the house. Let's go. I'll be out there again this year. Woo. I love y'all so much. Uh, New Mexico, Phoenix. Bradenton, Florida. Alabama, Brooklyn. Woo. Lancaster. Hey, I'm, hey so there, there's a city in Dallas called Lancaster. And I moved here. I moved here in 1997. And the first Dallas site that I heard say Lancaster did not say Lancaster. I'm like, where you live? This person said Lancaster. <laughs> I said, nah, fam, I got to go back to Cali. Y'all wild out here. Y'all putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables. 
What are you out here saying? Lancaster? Where was the K? Where's the E? How did you get Lancaster to be Lancaster? Oh, it hurts my throat to even say Lancaster. It's terrible. Yo, CC Burnett, uh, go back up, go back up real quick. CC Burnett, uh, hey, old Tim Ross. I'm in Houston, but I haven't seen you since Brick House. Good to see your bones. Yo, wow. CC. You said I saw Brick House. I'm like, yo, you fam for life. Are you kidding me right now? Like, shout out. Like, hey, CC, will you just co-sign in the chat real quick? If you saying you haven't seen me since Brick House, would you just confirm or deny if I've always been like this? That I was like this when I was a young adult pastor, which is almost 20 years ago. Can you just confirm or deny? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like. You might say, Tim, nah, he wasn't like this. Tim changed a little bit. Um, Heath Blair, oh, you you a OG as well, bro. North Richland Hills Gateway, yeah, y'all 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 representing y'all representing all of my uh my pastoral days. Felita wants to know what Brick House is. Brick House is the young adult, um, uh, the young adult uh ministry that I did. Yeah, Brick House is the basement. Uh, before the basement, it's, it's actually true because he gave me the revelation when I was a when I turned thirty, which is when I took that job. So, uh, those brick house people, them OG brick house people, are for sure, um, the original dwellers. For sure, Justina, I guess Justina was there as well. So, um, so anyway, if you're off today. Um, it's because uh, there was this dude named Martin, right? Not Lawrence. <laughs> there, there, there was this dude named Martin Luther King, right? Who um, was so inter integral to um, the civil rights movement that many of the liberties that we have today would not be realized if it were not for the fierce, focused faith of one Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, his level of boldness, his uh, level of articulation, um, his clarity, uh, his poise, his grace, his truth um, is something that we reflect on every single year uh, right about this time. And so um, at the top of this thing before we start, because we, we're, we're always on Mondays, so... It just so happens we get to honor this man on a Monday. Um, and so I know for a fact I, we couldn't be the basement if it wasn't for Dr. King. Like, the, 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 the truth that I'm walking in, the truth that I'm talking in, is because of people like Dr. King. 
And so um, I I have learned so much through the years um, about him, the way he lived his life. And um, what is profound to me and what gives me hope is that there's nothing I'm doing and many other people like me, so I'm not trying to focus this uh, squarely on me. Um, but what I am doing now, I know I can do because of what he did then. And so there is a way to speak truth to power. And there is a way to be steadfast in your convictions. And there is a way to be diplomatic in your approach. And there is a way to communicate your point without alienating people or creating enemies. Um, if an enemy, if someone wants to consider themselves my enemy, it's a decision they made up in their head. Uh, Dr. King's uh, philosophy was so basement. <laughs> uh that he was just going to love the hell out of people. When you can walk down the street, get called every name under the book, have rocks thrown at you, and still keep walking, it is the absolute epitome of unbothered. It's the biggest degaff you could ever give your enemy. It's to hear what they have to say feel what they have what what they want you to feel and keep walking anyway child it's too early for this but i'm gonna keep going maybe this is why we be giving away these shoes huh maybe the maybe the reason why we keep putting heat on your feet is because what we're really trying to get you to understand it maybe in maybe even in a prophetic way is that you can walk through anything I got that I got that preacher thing on me this morning. Where did it come from though? Um I'm in a onesie. What's happening today? Yo, you can walk through anything. I need to I need to holler at uh, mm, Listen, I know we got I know we got uh questions uh that people want answered, but if I don't answer no questions today, here's what I want you to know. Whatever whatever you are going through, you can walk through it. There is literally no weapon formed against you that can prosper against you. Every tongue that would rise up in judgment against you, God himself would condemn. I'm telling you right now, you can walk through anything. You can walk through absolutely anything. If there was molestation, if there was rape, if there was divorce, if there was rejection, if there's been low self-esteem, if there's been abuse of any kind, relational, emotional, sexual, spiritual, financial, I'm telling you right now, you can walk through anything. Dr. King marched through racism, marched straight through oppression, marched straight through Jim Crow, marched straight through opposition, marched straight through jail, marched straight through hell. They had to assassinate him. That's the only way they could get rid of him. 
It's amazing that people can't just hate you, can't just oppose you, can't just revile you. Your mere existence to them is a threat. <laughs> it's amazing that you can hate so bad that your hate turns to eradicate. Oh, that's a bar. Let me let me let, let me let me dwell on this for a minute. Your hate turns to eradicate. Let me slow down. You missed it. Erratic hate. <laughs> An erratic hate can make an individual eradicate. Someone that just opposes what you stand for, believe in, have a philosophy about, as if the country isn't big enough for you to just walk your tail back to your corner and I walk my tail back to mine. You want to end a life because the truth is such a threat to your philosophy. You want the life ended. You don't just want them silenced. You don't want them just fired. You don't want them canceled. You want them dead. That's what it took to get rid of King. <laughs> because once again, the truth is co so compelling, it won't stay. It will not stay down. The truth will never stay down. Ask Jesus. Ask him. Ask him where he at right now. They killed the truth. Not a truth. You understand? Yeshua is not a truth. He is the truth. They killed the truth. What happened after three days? They killed MLK. Who got a day named after him? Who got a boulevard in almost every city? Whose dream and vision is still recited around this time every single year? Y'all couldn't stop what he said. You did stop him from saying anything else. But the truth was already out. So uh, I'm not here if it wasn't for that. My mama um, is a septuagenarian. Uh, she was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. She took place in the Alabama uh, bus boycott because um, that wasn't only in Selma. It was in Birmingham as well. And um, the solidarity of black people uh, during that time uh, hit the bus companies for a million dollars, which back then adjusted for inflation. Somebody... Somebody do the math on what was um, a million dollars back in whenever that, whenever the bo the boycott was. I don't know if it was sixty eight or sixty seven, um, but adjusted uh, adjusted for inflation. And here's what you're gonna find: them jokers got hit for a million dollars because black people chose not to ride the bus, not for thirteen minutes, not for thirteen days. Not for 13 weeks, for 13 months. One year, one month, these jokers said, we're not getting on this bus. We'll walk before we, before we get on your bus. 
that's the type of solidarity that we're talking about. We're not talking about blacking out your uh, profile picture on Instagram for a weekend. <laughs> and then take a picture of a grilled cheese. The first pick back after Joyce Floyd's death is you eating a damn grilled cheese. Stop playing. Um, so, so, so I, 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 I have that spirit. Google says it's over 8.6 million, 13 months, uh, that bus, um, boycott costs the bus company in today's dollars, $8.6 million because black people decided we not riding the bus again until you let us sit wherever the hell we want. When a man can touch them pockets, that's why they killed him. Don't think it was just because of what he was saying. He had he had a population of African Americans in solidarity. And that's what power hates. Power hates when there is solidarity and unification around an ideal, principle, philosophy, or belief. That's what gets corporations' attention. That is what gets elite power's attention, is when you can affect their money. They don't care nothing about you talking. I promise you. They don't care nothing about you marching. I promise you. That's one of the saddest things that happened after Dr. King's assassination. The last thing we saw him do was march. And so what are we doing all these years later? We still marching. I don't think Dr. King would have still been marching. The Alabama boy, uh, bus boycotts taught us exactly how to hurt these jokers. What happened after 13 months? They let black people sit wherever the hell they wanted to. <laughs> That's why in 2020, when all this stuff went down in 2020, uh, George Floyd's death, the Mar- Mount Arbery's death, which was sad, tragic, had me in tears, had me having uh, real... Um, uh, courageous conversations with all of my uh, white friends that were in leadership because I was trying to figure out how the hell um, you don't have more than two weeks to say about unity and to renounce racism, but you got a 11-week message on grace and a seven-week message on tithing and uh, an eight-week message on marriage, but you can't seem... Uh, I, I just don't know what to say around you, unity, and, and I just don't want to say the wrong thing. It's like, damn, you... Do you have any black friends or you just have black people that speak for you occasionally? So we have some uncomfortable conversations and I get it. Um, uh, but, you know, Black Lives Matter got all uh, muddled because the the statement, which is a fact, got confused with a movement. And so if you said Black Lives Matter... Uh, people thought you were talking about the movement when you were just agreeing with the statement and then everybody wanted to all lives matter and blue lives matter and whales matter and dingoes matter and freaking carbs matter and <laughs> protein matters and freaking dessert matters. So everything started to matter. Um, uh, but it, it's a, it's a, what was profound to me is is like all these corporations in a scramble because it had reached a global thing. I peeped this. It had reached this global narrative. And so all these co- uh, corporations started scrambling. They were like, diversity and inclusion, inclusion training. And um, let's let the NBA players like wear something on the back of their jersey. And we're going to put 
Black Lives Matter on the court. Uh, and and I was like, nigga, all we want is equality. Like, who asked for a statement on the back of a jersey? We just wanted equality. Like, we just wanted to be able to jog down the street and not get shotgun blasted. <laughs> like, we, we, we wanted a law enforcement officer uh, when a man says, I can't breathe, to so just politely take your freaking knee off of his neck that's what we asked for like we 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 didn't ask for like a freaking jersey we didn't ask for another day like we didn't we didn't ask for you to like highlight uh <laughs> um uh uh black history month and then give us juneteenth like like we appreciate it like but we were celebrating that anyway like to elevate it to a national holiday, it was almost like, please don't stop spending your money. That part. Why did these corporations start saying, see, look at us. We like black people. Here's what, let, let's, let's, let's get rid of all the code. Please don't stop spending your money with us. Don't think they don't remember the Alabama bus boycotts. Do you know what would happen if not every black person, because every black person don't agree with what I'm saying right now. Do you know what would happen if the majority of black people off this podcast, this one, not all the previous ones, this one right here. Do you know what would happen if all the black people off this podcast chose five corporations and said we're not spending their our money with these people no more do you know what's gonna happen my phone's gonna be tapped by the fbi within 72 hours they gonna figure who what the what the who the what the what what else has he been saying get his records we gotta stop him nobody cares about a podcast until it starts moving people no, no, nobody, nobody cares about uh, what I have to say about uh, people really opening their eyes to what Scripture says and not letting manipulative, narcissistic pastors um, uh, brainwash them anymore. Nobody cares about that until people stop going to their church. And then once people stop going to their church, he's a danger. He's a threat. He must be stopped. Or maybe I just pointed out something and that shoe fit. Like that shoe came in your size and you had to wear it. Because I didn't say your name. I didn't say your name. But if that shoe fit. If that shoe fit, though. If somebody came to your house. And they looked at your foot, and then they kind of measured up against the shoe, and they were like, I think this shoe fits it. That ain't, what that got to do with me? So, so all I'm saying is press B with me. Let's let whatever going to be just be. Hey, hey, press B with me. Let's let whatever going to be just be. No, I'm 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 really um 
I'm really inspired today. I'm really motivated today. Uh, even with all the stuff I have going on in my personal life right now, um, I'm just inspired to um, honor Dr. King, his legacy, what he stood for. Um, I'm unequivocally, unashamedly a believer in Jesus Christ. Yesterday, uh, January 14th, was a Sunday, and very rarely does the day and the date coincide. But on January 14th of 1996, that's when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So yesterday was my 28th spiritual birthday. I was born again 28 years ago yesterday. And um, it was just a time of reflection for me because um, I had a moment where the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sins, just like it says in Scripture, and led me to Jesus, just like it says in Scripture. And um, I, I, I received the wonderful revelation that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. And on that day, at that moment, with no sermon preached and no altar call given, I stood up in a Pentecostal church, God's Way Holiness Fellowship, stood up at the, on the back row of that church and waited for them to call on my name, and I gave my life to Jesus January 14th, 1996, over 28 years, uh, just over 28 years ago by a day. And my life has never been the same since. Um, it doesn't matter how much the world turns. It doesn't matter what, how much culture evolves in their thinking. One thing I'm sure of, that Jesus was born of a virgin that he lived a life on earth doing many miracles in his public ministry, being very nice in his public ministry, confronting religious ideologies in his public ministry to ultimately die on a Roman crucifix for the sins of the entire world to the Jew first and then the Gentile. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. And after three days, his dead body was resurrected. He rose from the dead. His physical body rose from the dead. Over 500 people saw him over about a 40-day period as he revealed himself to his disciples and other people. And then he got on a cloud and ascended into heaven. And he is sitting at the right hand of the father. Daily making intercession for us. And one day he will come back again. Until then, I and many of us have chosen to upset the world with the message, love, and hope of Jesus Christ. To do good works. To heal as many people as we can that have been oppressed by the devil. And it's something that I can't take back. And so you can come at me with uh, Hotep. You can come at to me with the Quran. You can come at me 
as a black Hebrew Israelite and try to say that the real Jews are only minorities. You can come to me with agnosticism. You can come to me with neo-Christianity. You can come to me with atheism. You can come to me as a deconstructionist. You can come to me with everything. And as you know, I won't debate you. I will hold space for you. I will, I will sit you right across from my couch and I will hear you out uninterrupted. I will let you get out everything that you want to say. People need to be seen and heard and know. And after you finish getting out everything, I will listen with an open heart. I've, I've heard, I'm 48 years old, I've heard a lot in the last 28 years. A lot of stuff that's been compelling as an argument. Uh, nothing trumps the experience that I had on January 14th of 1996. I did not read a book and come to this conclusion. I did not go to seminary and come to this conclusion. I was not at a Bible camp and came to this conclusion. I was not at a youth uh, revival and came to this conclusion. I came to this conclusion on the back row of a church, and I did not come to the conclusion by myself. Tim, how can you say that Jesus was born of a virgin? There's no uh, proof. And how can you say that he lived this wonderful life, and how can you say that he died and rose again? Um, I'll tell you how I can say it. Romans 11 tells me how I can say it. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. And if you want to know how I know that he got up, I know it because the same spirit that got him up lives in me. It's the book. It's the book. Can't take it back. Can't take it back. If I had you at gunpoint, you take it back. Can't take it back. Can't take it back. Won't take it back. Can't make me take it back. And so here I am, 28 years later, in a onesie. <laughs> here I am, 28 years not 28 years, 20, yeah, 28 years. Here I am 28 years later in a onesie, huh? Still testifying that Jesus is Lord. Did, did uh, I forgot the young lady's name now that was in Houston, but did she ever confirm that uh, Brick House was basically the first basement? Did, did she ever? I don't know if she did she, or not. She'll need, she'll need to reconfirm just to, just to double check in with us. Yeah, yeah, check in. Romans 8 and 11. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Romans 8 and 11. I love it. Yeah, Madeline. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Madeline. I'm talking that talk. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I, this is my life, man. This is my life. Like, I'm everybody, everybody else bold about their life. You see, this is what I'm th hey, listen, y'all. This is what I'm this is what I'm talking about when, when it comes to when it comes to having this B-side basement thinking, right? Like this is a way of life. Like I'm, we we not doing this. We we don't get together on Monday. Uh, what what brought us together? What brought us together is that 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 we want a safe environment where we can bring the gift of our vulnerability. And like I said, everybody in here is not a believer. Everybody that has pressed B is not a believer. But you're around a bunch of believers. Hopefully, you understand that when you when you press B and come down here, it's not like the way it would be on that top floor. Nobody looking you up and down and, oh, I can't believe you into that. And I can't believe you think like that. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. You know how many people jump just in our, our live chat on Mondays, just in our live chat on Mondays. I'm talking about if you went to our Discord, you, <laughs> this got to be the safest Discord uh, channel uh, in, in the universe because 
just in our just in our lives, do you know how many people talk about uh, their sexual abuse, their molestations, getting a divorce, porn addictions, uh, 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 ha- having premarital sex and and masturbating and all, all this kind of like like, you know, holding grudges, being petty, unforgiveness, like the list can go on and on and on and on. Why, why would people do that in live chat with their name on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't do that unless you feel safe. And unless people are stable and safe, they can't even heal. So when I speak truth to power about how a lot of churches led by narcissists are very, very dangerous because you cannot be stable and you cannot heal in a place that is still causing you to be triggered. Then somebody gets scared and thinks, oh, he must be against the whole church. Um, I'm not, again, I, I just made a statement. If this big old shoe fits you, lace them up. This person, you got people in our, in our, in our, in our live chat that can be honest about where they are in, in their lives, but you can't be honest about where you are in yours. So I, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have the safety of a live chat that can say, hey, uh, please be praying for me. Uh, I'm struggling with a porn addiction. Then to be living the lie as a lead pastor and you and your wife don't sleep in the same bed and got the nerve to have a marriage conference. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many people are with us on this good old MLK Day? We're at uh, 1,300 right now. I love you. I love y'all. Thank you, Dr. King, for letting us dwell together. Yeah, I'm trying to make this a safe place, y'all, uh, David. And and this, like, for me, yeah, that's Buster Rhymes, Georgina. You got me. Um <laughs> Uh, and Yinka, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, no, this is this is literally like my. I will defend this place. I'm not gonna turn this into what everybody like. I, there's a lot of listen. I just started potting in 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 2022, right? And so, um, I don't know what everybody was doing before I got here. I I came out here because this is what the Lord told me to do. Like I didn't. We didn't. I didn't get with Hector, and we sat down and watched. Hey, give me the top five podcasts, and 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 then let's try to do something like them. No, the Holy Spirit told me to bring my private life public. Hella uncomfortable. Hella uncomfortable. Can I keep it a buck with you? I'm an introvert. It's hella uncomfortable to take your private life public. The same way you talk in private that to your disciples and your mentees. That's the way I need you to talk publicly. Okay. I'm going to get canceled. Yes, sir. Go ahead and get canceled. And so here we are. Like, okay. Misunderstood. Words taken out of context. Um, Meanings taken out of context. And it comes with the territory, fam. This is what I've been called to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get, let me give you some book because y'all got me. Y'all got me like really. Or maybe I got myself like this. Y'all just listen. Maybe I robbed myself up. All right, um, I gave Noah my Bible, so now I got to. All right, so peep game. Maybe around 13. Boom, 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 boom. All right, thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, so so um, Peter and John healed the man at the uh, beautiful gate, the, the man at the uh, gate called Beautiful, and then all the Pharisees get mad. Um, th this is, uh, this is uh, Acts chapter number 4. I'm going to start from the 13th verse. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. <laughs> They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. That's my biggest compliment. That's the biggest compliment that could be pay, paid, right? And and I and I identify with this description. They could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. I haven't been to Bible college. I didn't graduate from DTS. I didn't graduate from Southwestern Assemblies of God. I didn't graduate from some theological seminary. I didn't go to Liberty University. I didn't go to uh, to, to 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 Harvard. I didn't. I, Divinity school. I didn't. I, I got a high school diploma, fam. I graduated from alternative school. I'm out here. I'm just out here with a revelation of Jesus Christ, right? So I squarely fit this description, right? <laughs> you look at me, the, <laughs> niggas be looking at me. Uh, this is clearly an ordinary man <laughs> with no special training in the scriptures. Who is he? Who is this dude? We don't like him. Where'd he come from? Where'd he come from? Where'd he come from? We don't like this guy. Right. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right among them. There was nothing the council could say. Since you see me sitting here with all of these dwellers, there is nothing you can say. Because we are here. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they performed a miraculous sign and everyone in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus's name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John and Tim replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling people. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Y'all want to know why I don't shut up? Acts 4.20. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Now let me jump down uh, to verse number. Oh, no, no, I'll just keep reading. It's too juicy. I don't need to break it. All right. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. 
When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against the Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, and the Gentiles, uh, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your sermon, your servants, <laughs> preaching sermons, living sermons, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through, your, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer. The meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. <sighs> mm -hmm. They didn't stop. I won't stop. Tim, how you keep coming back after? Jokers be talking all reckless. I just, I just pray for boldness so I can go out there and do it again. Didn't you get your feelings hurt when somebody said this and somebody said that? Oh, yes, I'm a, I'm a human being. Of course I got my feelings hurt. I'm not out here like I'm a tough guy. and I'm an empath. I feel everything. And the Holy Spirit is giving me boldness. So I'm out here. And I'm not going back inside the house, even though I'm in the house. <laughs> I'm out here, though. And I'm not, I'm just not going back in the house. Like, I'm sorry. Like, y'all want me to shut up. And I'm not going to do it. For our sake, we can't do that. Like, that's not going to happen. So, here we go. Going through the same thing. Here we go. Going through the same thing. Hey. Hey, hey, all right, so um, I love y'all. Felita know what I'm talking about. You got to go way back to even know what song that is. Um, anyway. Last week's episode is still out on Spotify. The devil is a lie. Yeah, we're going to check that. Good looking out. Good looking out. All right, we take, we, go, we about to hit some questions? Let's get it. What are we doing? Who we at? This one? Uh, Tish Winbush. Thank you so much for the gift, Tish. Senor Tim. I just celebrated the big 4-0. Hey, welcome to the 4040 Club. I still got a year and a half in it. Let's go. Uh, I would like to bless you into rich soil. I am just grateful to be able to hear you bless us with your words of wisdom every week. Oh, thank you, Tish. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't download, downloaded the um, B-Side app, please do. Uh, because we, listen. <laughs> What's going to happen on the B-Side this year right here? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Usagi, um, 
Uncle Tim, can you please speak on first fruits? What are they and are they a mandate? The leaders in my church were threatened to be removed if they didn't give them. Wow. No, okay, so I'm about to expose this. I'm so glad you mentioned it. All right, so so um, there, there is a thing in the Old Testament called first fruits. The way that it's been applied to the New Testament church is absolutely out of bounds. Absolutely out of bounds. It's a principle um, uh, and a commandment that was given to Israel. But like with a lot of things, um, uh, people try to manipulate. I know it's a strong word, but they try to manipulate. So I believe that the tithe is a commandment. A lot of people think that the tithe is not a New Testament principle. I believe it is. Uh, Jesus spoke about the tithe himself, um, like in in red. <laughs> you should tithe. Yes, is like is like exactly what he says. Okay, let me let me take my time because, you know, I don't want people to think I'm freestyling. Um, boom 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 boom. You should. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay, so Matthew twenty three twenty three, uh, and Luke uh, eleven forty two. Um, these are synoptic gospels, though. Uh, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law: justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So God, what Jesus is saying is the, the tithe is like a, like it should be like a, a given. Like, what are you even talking about? It should be automatic. I got paid through like three different channels last week. Uh, I, I should say sources because not channels, but sources. I got uh, uh, paid by three different sources last week. And I, and I, the first thing that comes out is a tithe. Like I immediately go in and I tithe. It's, it's. Jesus is saying, like, this is so fundamental, like, yeah, like, this is so routine. You should be, like, that should be, like, a given so you can, like, think about more important things. So the tithe, the tithe is an unequivocal yes for me for the New Testament church. Um, uh, And and my, I have too much fruit in my life to prove that it's wrong. Now, there's some people that think that they've, their thoughts are elevated and that the New Testament doesn't give them proof that, that, tithing is a thing and they but they say they're they're very very generous and so my 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 response to them is if you tell me that tithing is not for the new testament church but you're an extravagant giver then you still give over 10 percent. i don't know nobody i don't know nobody that thinks tithing is not a new testament thing and gives less than 10 percent of their income and is living like an abundant life i'll wait But you don't see nothing about no first fruits, though. <laughs> and so uh, if 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 you got a person saying you'll be removed from the church if you don't give first fruits, Everyone's gonna get on here and- something that is not even like identified in the New Testament. Yes. Old Testament principle. You can point to many instances of the first fruit. But let me tell you something. That's a gimmick to get your money. First fruits is a gimmick to get your money. Stop playing. If you want to talk about the principle of it 
and you want to invite people into it, absolutely. You threatening to remove somebody from the church if they don't give a first fruit? Do yourself a favor and remove yourself. Chunk deuces. This is what I'm talking about. These are the type of things that, that, that I speak on. This, 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 is the, this, is, this is my area. I don't come out and play in your area. <laughs> I don't come on your block telling you, to do, telling you to do what you do on your block. That's not my block. This is my block. <laughs> I don't talk about stuff I'm not certain of. This is my block. I'm on my block. And when I'm on my block, I speak to the things that I see on my block. I've been, I've been alive for 48 years. I'm not 28 physically. I'm 28 spiritually. My born date is June 26, 1975. My born again date is January 14th, 1996. Please don't get it twisted. You threatening somebody? That if they don't give the first fruits, they're going to be removed from the church clown? Get out. Don't wait for them to remove you. Remove yourself. Carter Bluff. Carter Bluff. Make them stand there and line by line, precept upon precept, walk you through why it is mandatory to give first fruits. First fruits? Stop playing, man. Jokers need to humble themselves. Bunch of Gentiles out here trying to apply Jewish principles and don't even have context to it. You're the engrafted branch, fam. Stop playing. Niggas is wild out here. If you don't give me these first fruits, we're going to be removed from leadership. You'll be removed from this church. If you don't give first fruits, not, not, for, not for sleeping with the choir director. Not for sowing discord amongst brethren, for causing division, for splitting the church. That is, that is grounds for church removal. Unrepentant sin, habitual, unrepentant sin. That is grounds for church removal. Biblical excommunication from a church. 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, Paul found out there was a, that there was a guy that was sleeping with his stepmom. Paul said something that even the Corinthians don't do, and the Corinthians did everything. <laughs> but nobody was trying to bone their stepmom. There was a dude that was boning his stepmom, and he was not even convicted by it. You know what Paul said? Kick that dude out of the church. And you know what he said, 9 through, nine through 13? Who y'all think y'all? About to sit up here and tell these people that they, man, please. Like, I don't know this book. 9 through 13, let me hit you with it. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sin. 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 Don't indulge with people. I told you not to indulge. Oh, oh when I wrote to you before, let me slow down. <laughs> I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. Imagine Paul saying, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who don't pay their first fruits. Get the F out of here. 
When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin, but I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this whole world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who, in, who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. So the fact that this person is trying to cheat you out of your money and is greedy— they're trying to remove you for not paying the uh, first fruits. You should remove yourself for them being cheaters and greedy. You got more Bible than they do. Or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders. But it is certainly, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. And these people that are requiring first fruits are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. That's right, uh, Cristela. Chiggity, check yourself before you wreck yourself. These New Testament scriptures is bad for your health. Yeah, Dr. King got me on one today. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know what to do with um that church and they first fruits, so long, farewell, Alveders, and goodbye. I do, I do, to you and you and you. Ooh. Goodbye. 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 We are in sync today. All right, well, who else we go? <laughs> yes, the sound of music, Andrea. Yes, the sound of music. Yes, the sound of music, Jamaica. Yes, the sound of music. Don't act like this is one of the best musicals ever. You got one? Mia Polk. Mia Polk. How do I go about telling my parents I was molested? I want to tell them today because we are snowed in. <laughs> Mia out here like, listen. We stuck together. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful, and y'all about to get this truth. Into <laughs> 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 the, the song. Mia, first of all, um, I want to uh, commend you for your bravery um, to want to be seen, heard, and known by your family after carrying a secret um, for so long. As a sexual abuse survivor myself, um, I just want to first commend, your, commend you for your bravery. My sexual abuse started when I was eight, and um, I did not tell my parents until I was 19, so that's 11 years later. Um... And even though it blew up my family um, emotionally, uh, we were closer um, afterwards because we, we, we rebuilt something that was beautiful based on truth 
instead of continuing to live in something that was based on secrecy. So um, I, I, I commend you for being brave enough um, for wanting to share this with your parents. Um, what I will let you know, obviously, um, you need to pray uh, for yourself and you need to pray for them. Um, one of whenever I have to tell somebody a truth that I know is going to um, have an impact on them. Uh, bless you. One of the things I'll pray is, God, would you please prepare their hearts? And I'm not saying God hasn't already prepared your parents' hearts, but it's just one of the prayers I whisper. It's probably more for them, more for me than it is even for them. Um, but I would just say, Lord, would you please prepare their hearts for what I have to say? I know that what I'm going to say is hurt. It's going to hurt them. How could it not? Um, but prepare their hearts for what I have to say. And here's another prayer to pray. Prepare my heart for how they might respond. Now, this is very, very important, Mia, because um, when you're sharing something this sensitive, a lot of times we go into uh, moments like this and we have an, an idealistic expectation of what the outcome is going to be that the parents will understand or the loved ones will understand that they will be in, they will embrace you and that they will love you and that they, but if they have their own pain and they have their own hurt and their own trauma um the response could actually be surprising it could actually be hurtful uh because idealistically we want them to be able to hear us, see us, understand the pain that we've carried, validate us, affirm us, love us. Sometimes I've heard many, many people who have shared the truth of the, their experience um, with sexual abuse and their loved ones don't know how to respond or they dismiss it. Some of them downright invalidated. And that can be hurtful. And so my my advice to you is when you share this, understand that you are sharing this to free yourself. I, I pray that the outcome is that they love you and understand and put their arms around you and cry with you and 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 hold you and be present and ask questions and be attuned. But you're asking a lot of we're asking a lot from people when they haven't done their own soul work and their own soul care, and then you you hope that they respond in the way that you would respond based on the work that you've done. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf said, we go to counseling for our issues. We stay in counseling for everyone else's. <laughs> I got myself together. Now I stay in counseling just so I can know how to deal with you. Only 1% of people in the world do their soul care in the world and as frightening as that sounds it it understands how all the ways people can numb and all the ways people can distract that's the only thing people are doing people human beings at our base nature we want to um avoid pain and seek pleasure and as a result um we will um we will numb ourselves or we will distract ourselves rather than face ourselves. 
because it's difficult to to sit with your feelings. <laughs> they can be scary. They can be scary. So, um, so okay. Uh, Twenty five, newlywed Tim. Would you please talk on what it means for a man to be the head of his wife? I am learning to be a submissive wife. Came from a divorced family. My mom was almost by herself at home. Yeah, so there's a there's a scripture that you should have that I think would be, uh, all it says is focus plus. High focus. <laughs> um, there's a scripture that you should have that I hope will be very, very helpful to you so let me let me get that for you because i want you to have it in context so this is this is um first corinthians 11 3 i just like people to have bible for stuff first corinthians 11 3 says this uh but there is one thing i want you to know the head of every man is christ the head of a woman is a man and the head of Christ is God. I'm so I'm so proud of Paul. He's brilliant. Um, there 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 is a triune nature to this um, to this statement, this verse, uh, and it shows that everybody is under submission. That the head of the man is Christ. The head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. So everybody's under submission to to God. And so um, a man being the head of his wife does not mean domination. It does not mean control. It means protection and covering within um, marriage. And because um, Paul is specifically saying a man is the head of his wife, right? Um uh, or or, or uh, the head of the woman is man. So he doesn't say wife here. I'm talking. I'm I'm applying it to what you're saying. And so, um, when you when you understand this, that there's mutual submission to one another. It's not that you're just being submitted to him, but that he is being submitted to you, uh, as he is submitted to Jesus. So. Um, this covering aspect is uh, meant to show that everyone is under submission. Um, I have heard men use scriptures like this to control women, to manipulate women, to downright bind women. And that's not what this is saying. I want you to imagine... A man, if your husband is fully submitted to Jesus Christ, would you have any issue fully submitting to him? I'll let you answer that question. I've seen I've seen a lot of unsubmitted wives in therapy when Juliet and I would do counseling. I saw a lot of unsubmitted wives. And almost 100% of those unsubmitted wives 
had unsubmitted husbands. And so I have to sit here and watch this clown talk about all the, thing, all the ways his wife has been unsubmitted to him. And I've already got a list of 15 things where he's been unsubmitted to Christ. So um, there's only a few women <laughs> that I've ever come across in my lifetime that had a man fully submitted to Christ that they had an issue fully submitting to. A lot of the onus is on the man. So I believe that um, you have a 100% chance of being covered by your husband and finding joy in submission in the same way he has a 100% chance of finding that same joy being fully covered and 100% submitted to Christ. So I hope I've answered that question. Boop, 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 boop. Let me see what's up here. Is it, uh, is it permitted? They popping up. I'll take that one. Uh, how do you have a conversation with a spouse, Tish? How do you have a conversation with a spouse that you want to help that's struggling with a drug addiction and and they do not feel attacked and they actually listen? Tish, um, I, I would probably want a third party in on that. Especially if there's a drug a drug addiction involved, direct confrontation or, or a direct courageous conversation is probably going to be difficult to have. Drug addiction is any addiction is a booger bear. You need you you need you need backup. You need support on that. So, um, you can broach the subject. It's, but if it's an addiction, you you may want to say, "Hey, would you be opposed to us?" going to counseling for maintenance or, or whatever. Um, but with addiction, it just depends. It just depends. You, you, you know, you got to know your spouse as well. Maybe you can bring it up in a way that it doesn't trigger them, but you got to be very, very um, subtle with it. And so wise, you got to, you know, a soft answer turns away wrath. You know, um, uh, a gentle response. Proverbs talks about a gentle response um, to words or behavior uh, can mean the difference between winning somebody and losing somebody. So, and I've done both. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's not even about, I, I need to tell them something. Sometimes it's about the time that you tell them something. I've learned that more and more and more. The timing of when you tell somebody something is important. I don't care if it's the truth. I do not care if it's the truth. I do not care if you're right. The timing of the thing is so important. Lord have mercy. Whew. So, hope that helps.
Um, uh, Eureka, uh, go back up, go back up, go back up. I saw. Okay, Mac, Mac Keys. Struggling to find a new church home. The one I like is an hour away. Any advice on what I should look out for finding a, a new and closer church home? Um, anything I should look out for? I, well, there's no perfect church. I love the local church. Like, I, I just, I just, I'm endeared to it. I, I just think it's the hope of the world. Like, I pastored a local church for seven years. I did not leave uh, pastoring uh, because I'm a disgruntled podcaster. Um, uh, I love the local church. I, I, I help build the local church. Um, I preach in local churches. <laughs> um, and so if you're looking for a church, you're not looking for any church that's perfect. If anybody wants a perfect church, then everybody has to get out. And then it'll be perfect because only God will be in there. As long as there's people in church, it'll be, it'll, 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 People are trying to do anything. There's a message of job, so let's stop playing. You don't like every aspect of your job, so you're probably not gonna like every aspect of the church. You just want to. You just want a church that. Listen, let's let's put the bar low. You want a church that's doct- doctrinally sound. You want you want a pastor who is not disintegrated. You you want a pastor who is not perfect, um, but is honest about where he is and um, is striving right is living countercultural um to this current that um secular society brings and you know there's particulars there's preferences that you'll probably have around worship style and music and length of service and teacher versus preacher and animated versus reserved and all that kind of stuff but man when you're when you're looking for a church home you, you just want a place that um the gathering is um, authentic. Uh, the people are genuine, and and you feel you feel safe. We're we're just trying to get people in safe spaces. We're not trying to get people in perfect places. We're trying to get people in safe spaces, and and to that end, that's what that that's the criteria I would look for. I would just look like like right now, just get to a place that's doctrinally sound, like. Don't even make it. I mean, I'm 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 48 years old. I, I I've been in ministry and a believer for almost 30 years. I've seen it all, done it all. I, I when it comes to who I can listen to preach now, as long as they ain't they ain't like preaching her- heresy or heresy, however you want to say it, heresy or heresy, hearsay or or, or heretical doctrine. I'm good. Like, like it's the bar is low. The bar is low. All right, so um, hope that helps. Uh, Justin, Justin, happy MLK Day and happy Monday, everyone. I have an interesting question for you, Tim. If you could speak to yourself for two hours at any age of life, what age would you pick and why? That's a good question. That's a really good question. For two hours at any age, it'd probably be 25. Yeah, it'd probably be 25. 
I had just got married at that point a little over a year ago. And if I could, I think my 25-year-old self could handle the bullet points I would want to give him at 48. If I could go back, excuse me, if I could go back in time, um, if my 48-year-old self could talk to my 25-year-old self, I would, I would be like, I would have that kind of Marty McFly moment and be like, hey, bro, I'm going to tell you five things that is going to change the way you think, and you can handle it right now. And I promise you, Juliet's going to be a direct benefactor. And you are going to love your relationship with Jesus so much more as a result. And um, I would, I would, I, I, I don't think I can go through the five right now, um, because I would, I know it'd be five if I thought about it long enough. But uh, I, I, I would, it would be a really good conversation. <laughs> it would be a really good conversation. I would talk to him about his relationship with God. Like, hey, I'm about to save you like ten steps, so you you won't go crazy for like a like seven years. So I'm gonna save you. I'm I'm. Let me tell you about your relationship with God. So I would do that, and I would probably pop in um, trading places to give the example, and I would go to the scene where um, they uh, uh, the Duke brothers have already um, bet a dollar and switched. Uh, um, the roles uh, of Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy and so they're touring uh, Eddie Murphy around in his new house um, and Eddie Murphy's trying to steal stuff that was given to him um, the transfer happened so fast that he was still acting out his old behavior even though he had been given blessings in a new place I would take 25 year old Tim to that scene since he loves that movie so much and I would say you see this scene right here this is what this is what Jesus died and gave you so stop stealing stuff from yourself it already belongs to you so I would tell him that and then um, I would tell him how to view Juliet and um, just tweak his his mindset on how to love her, and and that way, their first few years wouldn't have been as tumultuous. Um, three, I guess I, maybe I'll get through all five right now. Uh, three, I would I would have told him. Um, I don't know if EMDR is out yet. <laughs> but go look for it and if it's not out yet as soon as you hear about it go get it um those are the type th yeah those are the three those are the three i would say right now so yeah uh uh nicole garrett question love your show i grew up 
I grew up as a church kid. Can you talk a bit about transitioning from just going to church to a relationship with God? Absolutely, Nicole. So that relationship with God happens during, it's, it's just, it becomes a part of your everyday life, right? It ceases to be like the biggest day of my Bible reading and the biggest day of my worship is on a Sunday. Right. A lot of people start off like that, especially if it's been like cultural for you or traditional for you. Um, relationship with God um, happens when it's you wake up every day and it's like, I got to have a conversation with, with God. I got to make time for God. I have to listen to worship music and stuff that reminds me of God. I got to I, I got to read the Bible because it reminds me of God. <laughs> like like the relationship. It's just that it is a relationship. Right. Sunday, um, minus a relationship, is an event. You might as well be going to the movies. You might as well be going to a concert. I can't tell you how many people go to church just because it's like a safe place. They don't love God, but the worship is dope, so it's like getting a free concert every weekend. And it's, it's, it's set to a tempo. CCM is like the most popular Christian music, so it's like set to a tempo. It's like a good vibe. It's talking about love. You're going to get a free hug, and everybody needs hugs. The message is going to be uplifting. Like, you might not even believe in God. You might not even be convicted of your sins, but like this, at some point, the dude's going to say that you're loved and that there's a plan for you and that there's hope for you and that there's 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 something bigger than you that that wants you to be great and then you're going to be like oh that's a good little booth and they'll go out and go straight to the hookah lounge and you know what i'm saying get their little you know uh uh pina colada vape and you know what i'm saying go have sex that night and be like i went to church and it was great but they're not convicted of sins or anything like that right so for me i'm like you know let's Let's move to relationship. And relationship is when you, in a relationship, you start getting convicted of stuff. In a relationship, you know, it's love. And then some days it's like, why you say that like that? Sometimes, sometimes relationship is an argument. <laughs> you, didn't, I called you four times. You didn't even call me back. You didn't even text me. Your location services were turned off. I didn't even know where you were. Right? And so... Relationship, the relationship is just so much different from uh, the event of a Sunday, and so I hope I hope that helps. Hope that helps get that relationship in. You know what I'm saying? Won't even get an honorable mention. Um, let's get it. Oh, go back up. Go back up. We also got some uh, some voices as well. So okay, cool, cool. Go, keep going. I think with the. Okay, right there. What what is modesty? Or did or maybe go down. Boom, Taylor. Go back up, right there. Uh, what does modesty look like for men? Uh, I am in the fitness industry and occasionally post photos without my shirt on with intent to motivate and inspire would love your input on this. Um, well, you're a fitness guy. See, I don't want this to be deep, right? Like it's, it's one thing, Taylor, if, if see, we've sexualized, we, we've just sexualized bodies, 
we've sexualized male and female bodies. And so you're in the fitness industry and you occasionally post photos without your shirt with the intent to motivate and inspire. If that is in your heart of hearts, truly, um, uh, why you post those photos, do you, do you, sir? Please do you. Like, because this is your field, this is your career, this is your livelihood, and this is your burden and your passion. You want people to be fit. There was also the situation where there was a model who was in a bikini that tagged you in a, on a story where she was just sharing how the, the basement was changing her life. Yeah. And everyone sexualized her and, yeah. and made it weird. Yeah, they made it very weird. Like, again, we, we have sexualized male and female bodies to the part to the point that um, um, th there is no appreciation for it. It is instantly sexualized. There's no appreciation for male body or female body. It's just instantly sexualized. So, first of all, uh, no one's going to a personal trainer who's fat. Not happening. So, if your body is the ideal outcome of what another person wants, even though if even, they, they may not even have the genetic makeup to ever have a body like yours. You're their inspiration to get that body. And if that is the motivation of why you put that out there, I see no problem with it. You're not out here thirst trapping. You're not out here uh, parlaying your body for sexual favors and getting, you know, clients so that you can get dates and flirt and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, we just sexualize everything. I, um, I, I had a, a friend of mine who um, lost a lot of weight, entered a fitness competition. Well, duh, they wear bikinis. How, how are you going to be judged if you don't wear bikinis? She actually won. And she posted it, and her church was like, you got to take that down. Look, man, if if the other pastors on staff are going to jack off to this dude's wife because she has on a fitness bikini because she won an award, what you going to do? Women are sexualized, and, they have, and they're fully covered from head to toe. If you got lust in your heart, you got lust in your heart. You can have a burlap sack on. If you could, if, if it's... If it's Gray sweat season, and a chick wants to see the print of your 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 your, your penis. It you trying to be comfortable? She trying to see something. Like I don't know, I don't know what to do. So I just I just don't want I just don't want you to to obsess on it, and I don't want other people in the community who may have a. Um, they just haven't spiritually matured in that area. Maybe they need to just block you. Like, if you're a stumbling block to them, maybe they just need to block you. Like, this is your job. Like, this is what you do for a living. This is not like, again, you're not just like this buff dude, I would imagine, with a six-pack and maybe 4% body fat that's like, you know, leading a men's group and, and like, I don't know. Hey, just came from church. <laughs> Covered in baby oil. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that this is what this visual looks like. So I don't, I don't know if I've encouraged you or not, or even answered your question, but I just, I, it, I'm just so brokenhearted that, that, um, we are, the, our culture is so sexualized that, 
um, bodies, men and women's bodies are just not safe. They're objectified, and and therefore, now you have to put on a shirt because nobody can think differently. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall into that. When I when I go when I uh, when Juliet and I go out on our vacations, <laughs> my wife is dressed to impress me. It, it it may look provocative to you. She ain't she ain't dressing for you. If you ever caught me and Juliet out on a date and you saw what my wife was wearing and had the nerve to say she was dressed inappropriately, she didn't put that outfit on for you. And now that you got your good drink in through your eyes of how bad Mrs. Ross happens to be, go on with your day. Go on with your day. I can't believe she wore that. I can't believe, man. Come on, stop. Stop. We're not doing this with you. We're not doing this with you. So I hope that helps. Um, Vanessa. Uh, hi, Uncle Tim. My my sis passed suddenly a week ago. Whew. And uh, just for context on this one, Tim, Vanessa's the one, uh, the dweller last time, who gave like $50 four times. And she's just being a sweetheart and she paid for a super chat for another dweller named Rachel. Vanessa's yeah, just. Yeah, she's a real one. Yeah, she's a real one. Love you, Vanessa. Okay, so for Rachel. Hi, Uncle Tim. My sis passed suddenly a week ago. She was only 40 years old and single mom of three. Losing a sister just hits different than other losses. You have lost a sibling. Any advice on processing this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I say anything else, I just hate this for you. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And left three babies. My brother left three babies too. Hmm. Yeah, losing a sibling is different. And, um, my my advice is just to grieve hard. Grieve hard. Grieve hard and get grief counseling. Because you don't want that grief to lead to a spirit of depression. Hello, ask me how I know. Um but grieve listen, you lose you lose someone from your nuclear family. Tears are appropriate. We got to stop telling people to, like, be strong. They wouldn't want you to cry. I don't give a damn if they wouldn't want me to cry. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm mad. I feel bad. I am not glad. Have to Dr. Seuss that joint real quick. I'm, 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 uh, I'm for crying. I am for grieving. I am for allowing the suck to dwell here. I am for sitting in the darkness of my soul and lamenting. I am for taking a week off to just lay in the bed. I am for giving myself permission to feel the pain, the loss, the absence, the shared experiences. You know how many shared experiences I had with Miles Edward Ross that no 
if I, I lost inside jokes when he died. I lost movie quotes that only he would get when he died. I lost shared experiences that I could never get with anybody else. They cannot be replicated. They cannot be duplicated. And, and even though it's been 19 years, it'll be 20 years this year since he's been gone. September 17th of 2004 is when he died. Yo, man, I still grieve. And so um, I just ask you to give yourself permission to grieve because it's a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that must be done. All right, so um, let, me, uh, let me switch here for a moment. I have a friend who was, how, how many people we got in the chat right now? Right now we're on uh, 1560. 1560 in the chat. Let's go. All right, so um, I'm, I'm about to do something, and I just want anybody and everybody who can do this because this is going to be quick. I, I felt like when I talked to this individual, I felt like I was just supposed to bring it to our community and, and see if we could be a blessing. And um, the Holy Spirit just brought it back to my mind. And so um, I'm going to do it and we're going to be a blessing. And then we're just going to see how it goes. All right. So peep game. So uh, my friend Carrie Oles was on the basement a few weeks back. And she um, she has this. uh ministry called Unlocked, where she helps women who have been uh, in the prison system. And she helps women who have uh, been in domestic violence and in, have lived in uh, on the streets, homeless, have been in shelters. She empowers them to get back on her feet. If y'all remember that episode, you remember how bright of a light she is in this world. She is having a conference where she is busting in um, a lot of women from uh, shelters, a lot of women that's been abused. Um, they send resources into prisons uh, so that even though they're locked up, they can still be unlocked. Carrie talks about the fact that there are some people who are uh, roaming the streets and they they are more bound than those that aren't behind bars in prison. So she's having this conference in February and um, she said, hey, uh, I'm just believing God um, for an impact for these women and to that end, I want to be a blessing to them and I want to resource them. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? I do too. And I was about to just be like, yo, give me the number and I'm, I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm going to send something to be a blessing. And I felt like the Holy spirit was like, don't keep this to yourself. Don't keep this blessing to yourself. Give the dwellers an opportunity to be a blessing as well. 
So here's what I'm going to ask for, and I know everybody can't do this. Um, we're going to put the link up there. The link's already up there. About to. Uh, the link's about to go up there. Hector's about to put the link up. And I just want everybody that can to drop $100 on Unlocked Ministries. That's going to help them put on this conference, impact these women in person, um, impact these women for the rest of the year, resource these women for the rest of the year, uh, help women that are incarcerated understand that they can be unlocked while still being locked up. And so um, I, I know everybody can't do that. Everybody cannot do $100. I get that. You might be saying, well, if I can't do $100, you don't want me to give at all? No, no, I want you to give. I'm just, I'm, I just felt like I was supposed to believe God for as many people that could to give 100 bucks. So if you can give 100 bucks to Unlock Ministries, we got the link. All you got to do is click that link, and you can give $100. Or you can give 20 You can give 5 You can give a dollar. You can give, but yo, uh, Margaret said, I just thought a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Just drop, a, just, just drop a hundred. And, uh, we, we can just help her out. If you got 10, that's dope. If 10 people give $10, right. We, we, we still doing it. So, so you might give a hundred dollars. You might be contributing to a hundred dollars, right? So I just want to be a blessing to Unlocked Ministries. I want to be a blessing to Carrie O's. I want to be a blessing to women that are incarcerated. And this is what we talk about partnering in the kingdom to like advance the kingdom, right? The kingdom suffered violence, but the violence taken by force. This is, this is to me what it means to like get together. Uh, as they used to say in, in, in the old black church, let's get together and put the devil on the run. That's what they used to say. <laughs> Let's get together and put the devil on the run. I'm not going to start a prison ministry. Why should I? Carrie already has one. <laughs> Why should I start putting together care packages for women in prison? Carrie's already doing that. Why should I be trying to resource women in prison? Carrie's already doing that. Why don't we just partner with Carrie? So everybody that can give $100, give $100. And everybody that can't give $100, give a dollar. 100 people give $8. 10 people give $10. 20 people give, no, or, or, or five people give $20. Man, just, okay, I'm just doing what I felt like I was supposed to do. In the same way we did for Dr. David Ireland a few weeks back, remember? He had that, um, uh, that campaign he's trying to do. And listen, man, this, the kingdom of God is like, like, this is what the kingdom is for. You know what I'm saying? And so... We've been blessed, and so we get to be a blessing. Okay, let me do it, too. Let me do it, too, because I've obeyed the Lord. And I didn't keep it to myself. I wasn't greedy with the blessing of being a blessing. And he loves the Lord. Oh, my, my onesie looks good on this camera. And he lifts his voice. Okay, let me see. How much would you like to give? A hundred. And one. How much would you like to donate? One hundred. Let's get to know you. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I got a feeling all this. I'm going to do it now. Okay. Tim Rock. Uh-uh. Not that music. 
Booyah. Yes. This. Yep. That. And then number that. And then address that. And then credit card. We'll do it on this one. Let me tell you something. That Apple Pay. That Apple Pay does right. Amen. And then pay transaction fee for this donation. Yes, I'm paying the transaction fee. It's only $3.29, people. I am not a robot. <laughs> uh, and then, uh-oh, all fields required. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, that little beer, beer, beer is hilarious to me. It's so funny. And it's so fast. It goes by so fast. Car details. Apple Pay makes it like way too easy. Where is that? Um, uh -uh, not the crickets. Oh, okay. I didn't have the. Okay, boom. Take pride, Mikey. Uh uh. Yeah, take pride, but I'm. Let me see if mine's done. If I did mine faster than y'all, what are we doing? Booyah! Thank you for your generous donation. Unlocked Ministries with Carrie O's. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. We did it. Hey. Um, hey, if you're if you're participating in this, if you've done it or you're gonna do it, just just put unlocked in the chat. I just wanna see. I just wanna see. Cause I felt like the Lord told me that this was gonna be a huge blessing to her that to her that we so Mimi said I beat you sir oh man Derek Derek is a G Derek is a G he's sitting here with unlocked he just got 619 is literally here with us for yeah the first time in, in the, the building <laughs> yo um so uh yo if y'all haven't seen 619 go sit right there since Huli got up because a lot of people they know you. They they know they know your icon. <laughs> hey, yeah, put the little unlocked emoji. If you're given, either type unlocked or or just put unlocked emoji. Yo, that's that's dope. That's dope right there. And I present to you Derek Six. There one, it is. Nine. Six one nine in the building, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Let's go. Hi, Homie oh, is oh. here. Homie is absolutely here. <laughs> that reverb is getting me. I love it. Hey, y'all, listen, I'm trying to like, like I'm I'm really trying to run up the score on Carrie. And so obviously we know the simple math. If a hundred of us do this, that's ten thousand dollars. If if a hundred of us give a hundred dollars, if two hundred of us give a uh, hundred dollars. That's twenty thousand. If three hundred, like I'm trying to run up the score on Carrie. Like that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, she did not ask me to do this. Um, she's probably somewhere embarrassed and or crying or both. Um, but but I'm telling y'all right now, like this is a uh, Reverend Tim. Yeah, I think I believe your YouTube is on your phone. Oh, is that what? The, it's just catching on the on the on the on the mic right. Oh, now. It, oh, that was me. Thank you, my liege. My bad. Love you more. Well, hey, listen, I was trying to. I was trying to be a part of the community. I'm not apologizing for that. So, um, 
Yes, I, I gotta, I gotta unlock, unlock. I want the unlock emoji too. Booyah, unlocked. Booyah, I did it. Someone put the locked one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, uh, I don't have a hundred dollars. I'm locked up. I'm locked up. I just took. Yo, L-A-H, uh, I just took $20 out at the grocery store to give to an unhoused person that I saw going in. When I came out, they were gone. I get home and turn on the basement and hear Tim talk about unlocked. Whoa. Yo, that's L-A-H. That is not like, you can't make that up. You can't make that up. Yo, let's run up the score on Carrie, y'all. Let's go. Like, literally, let's run up the score. Everybody that can give 100, give 100. Um... <laughs> Nathan, damn, I thought he was black. 619 is W, though. Wow. Not, not us just imagining what people look like if they don't have their picture up. We just making Derek black because we just felt, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Derek? Uh, I mean, I'm Puerto Rican, so it's got a little something. Like yeah, yeah. I the would... brown and the, no, the melanin is in there. The melanin, <laughs> yeah, the, me the melanin is in there. The, a slave ship made it over there. <laughs> That's that's for sure. We know that for sure. Okay, so um, uh, anyway, that's hilarious. All right, y'all. Are we are uh, is is everybody's heart on this? Like like like. We're locked in, bro. Are we locked in again? Can y'all can y'all put these uh unlocked emojis? Unlock emoji like a unlock emoji, not a lock emoji. Either either type it in the chat or 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 um put un. Or or put the uh, unlock emoji in there like I I want to bless these women. I want us to bless these women. I like I want Carrie to have to say the dwellers came through, right? Right, not Tim. The dwellers came through. Our community has so much solidarity. This is how we are extravagant givers. This is this is the basement mentality. The dwellers came through. We unlocked a bunch of women's lives. Because we felt like it was time for us to do it, and we're not taking it back. The dwellers came through. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, Brianna. Let's get it. Mika, let's get it. Kel, let's get it. Unlockery? Not Lacey. Unlockery is hilarious. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. They're going to be like, what church campus was that? Like, no, it, it's a, it's a no, podcast on YouTube yeah, on, it's just, uh, on the Internet. Yeah. What church donated this money? No, we good. We good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for helping us um, help women. Um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. We got, to, we got to help a church in Jersey. We're helping this ministry unlocked. This is what we're about. I don't do this every every Monday, but like sometimes there's just some stuff. They funded Julie's wedding last week. They funded Julie's wedding. They gave, yeah. Juliana was about to go to a Ramada Inn for her honeymoon, and now she's going to Fiji. Y'all came through with the bread last week. Juliana said, "I will be I will be gone for a month of Mondays." Because I will be in a hut in Fiji drinking Fiji water out of a straw from the whale, not in a bottle. From where, from where it's bottled at the source, Juliana's just going to have a straw in that water. 
wearing a bikini that only her husband can see. Still working. <laughs> Juliana said, still working remote. <laughs> you cannot work remote on your honeymoon. I need you to concentrate. You believe God for this. Now, now go get it. Yeah, receive all the blessings. <laughs> Absolutely. Voice memos today? You want to hit one? Yeah, let's hit one. All right, for Christ. Let's go, Unlocked. S. Collier Brantley. I see the Unlocked and the money bags. Let's go. Ooh, Collier. S. Collier, I think you gave more than $100. I think somebody went in there. I think somebody went in there and was like, 100 Who are you talking to? Call the cartel I think somebody went in there and gave a bunch more than $100. Let's go, April. Let's go, Eureka. I'm with it. Let's go, Moran or Marin. Let's go. I love it. For, I think somebody. I think somebody went up in Carrie's unlocked page and gave more than a hundred dollars. I think that's what happened. Y'all in here, like, don't play with me. No, no. I think it, some of y'all came in the audacity that he would just ask for a hundred. <laughs> like God ain't blessed me, and I ain't, I ain't sitting on money. I ain't sitting on money. Ania hit the money bags. Okay. I, I, I see what y'all ain't saying. I see what y'all ain't saying. I ain't mad at you. I am not mad at you. Okay. Um, what are we doing? Hi, Tim. My name's Monique. Um, thank you for listening and caring and hopefully answering. Um, so something I want to hear your dissection on is uh, I've been struggling with I've been in church my whole life I'm 26 right now and only recently have I started pursuing a true relationship with God and I have been for months now convicted of sins um drug use and premarital sex and um masturbation just a whole you know the list can go on and uh, I just want to know how much grace or forgiveness or patience does God give? Because I, I know that he's convicted me of sin. I can't tell if he's asked me to break up with my boyfriend. Um, I'm just confused and lost. And I keep like beating myself up. And I, it like, puts me into a cycle of leaning on my my sin in order to comfort myself for leaning on my sin mm -hmm. and I just I'm struggling to break that and I'm struggling to really have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and that was kind of a lot um, mm -hmm. but if you could just speak to any or all of that I would really appreciate it so thank you so very much for all that you do okay Bye. Monique I love you girl Thank you for uh, the gift of your vulnerability. Thank you for pressing B. Um, okay, I get it. I absolutely get where you are. Um, you are in this space where your relationship with God is going to the next level. <clears throat> and as a result, you are actually becoming more sensitive to the Holy Spirit as your relationship uh, deepens uh, with God. And... As a result, excuse me, 
what what happens now is that you can no longer enjoy what you have been doing because your love for God has grown to the point that the Holy Spirit is convicting you of it because it breaks God's heart and it disconnects you from that intimacy and that relationship. And so you find yourself on this loop, right? Um, you're in this loop where you um, have had premarital sex, you've used drugs, you've masturbated, then you feel uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that conviction of the Holy Spirit is meant to move you into the presence of God. Here's the only thing. When we sin, the last thing we feel led to do or the last thing that feels natural to do is move into the presence of God. And so when you ask how much grace does God have, how much forgiveness does God have, it is limitless. It is absolutely limitless. It has no expiration date. His grace has been multiplied to you because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. His patience, long-suffering is for you to come to this realization. See, a lot of people use grace as um, an excuse to keep sinning. But let me give you what Scripture says about that. Um, we go to Romans, the book of Romans. And... Uh, Yeah, verse number one. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, chapter number six, verse number one. Here's what Paul says. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. <laughs> All right. So what I want you to understand is the grace that's been given to you is for you to come to the conclusion that the sin that you indulge in is not better than the relationship that you have with God. And it's meant to bring you to a point of decision. See, we're, we, 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 what the church has done is we've tried to tell people to hate the sin as much as God hates it. But what if you like it? How are you going to hate something you actually like? So this doesn't come down to hating the way God hates or even loving the way God loves. This comes down to agreeing with what God says. And so if he says premarital sex is not something that he wants you to participate in, you may love premarital sex. So if you're waiting to hate it, you'll never give it up. But if we tweak the perspective to say, I still love having premarital sex. But it literally distances myself from God every time I do it. I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I don't feel good. I know it breaks the heart of God. And since he doesn't want me to do it, I just agree with it. 
doesn't mean that you are ever going to hate it. doesn't mean that you don't even long for it, but you crucify your flesh. Okay? So we have to teach people how to crucify their flesh better. Right? Like, like the crucifixion of the flesh is a re really, really good thing. But we... We don't we don't ever talk about crucifixion in a positive connotation. It sucks to crucify yourself and you need to do it. So let me give you Galatians 2.20. Paul makes a statement and he makes this statement in a way like he makes the statement in the way it needs to be made. King James says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay? Now, let me give it to you in that good old NLT. Galatians 2. My old self, which when you gave your life to Jesus, all of your sinful behavior is your old self as you are embracing your new self. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. So let me reiterate for you again that you are now at a point in your relationship, Monique, where it is time to just die to your flesh. It is just time to die to the thought that you can have sex outside of marriage. It's just time to die to that thought. You don't get to do that. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you don't get to do that. My silence is, is, is to let the soberness of that fact kind of settle in. Because that's a sad thing to have to embrace. That as a believer in Jesus Christ, I don't get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so you're, you've been wrestling with if I need to, you said if I need, I don't know if I need to break up with my boyfriend. If your boyfriend is causing you to sin, if your boyfriend won't accept the boundary that y'all can no longer have premarital sex, he might make the decision for you. Or conversely, you might have to make the decision for him. And I'm going to let that marinate for a minute. You see what I'm saying? You see how this goes? So I need you to understand that you are in this very beautiful position i know it it, it 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 sucks for your flesh 
oh my goodness, but your spiritual connection to God can go to another level if you embrace this right now. Uh, I was talking with some of my friends over the weekend about the fact, well, I wrote a thread. Let me read the thread that I wrote last week. I was thinking about this and it, it just produced a thought that um, I thought was good. So three days ago, I, I wrote this on threads. We need to thank God for the crucifixion of Jesus's body and we need to thank some people for crucifying their flesh. One saved us from being eternally disconnected from God, and the other may have saved us from meeting him early. I am crucified with Christ, not I was. Present tense, I am crucified with Christ. Why is that important? Because if I don't crucify myself every single day, and I go back to my old self. I love how I love how um, NLT uh, rendered that verse. My old self has been crucified with Christ. <laughs> that's that's. I it is no longer I who live. Do you, do you know how many people haven't caught a fade because of that verse? I'm not even being like. Well, let, let me do what Paul would do. Let, 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 me, let me talk as a foolish man real quick. Paul, Paul said this a couple of times in his letters. Like, I, I, forgive me as I speak as a fool. Um, with, without the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and without me voluntarily taking nine-inch nails metaphorically and crucifying my flesh, you know how many people would catch a fate on this podcast by name? You know how many people I would ether if it wasn't for me putting my flesh on that cross? My memory ain't short. You know how many people I would pull up on? See, I can't even do it without my, I'm just talking about it and my flesh is rising up. I got to keep it crucified. I got to, I got to hear stuff and like, I, oh, I know where that nigga lives. Don't that... Don't that nigga stay around there? Don't he go to this church? Ain't his services at 9 and 11? <laughs> Don't he got a Saturday night? Yeah. I got to crucify that. I got to crucify that. I have an old self. <laughs> but my old self is not an excuse to act as that old self. I don't get to do that. I don't get to do that. Last year, everybody wanted me to watch my mouth. Y'all need to be thanking God I watched my actions. Again, I'm speaking as a fool real quick. I'm just, I'm just saying. Y'all wanted me to watch my mouth, and y'all have no idea how many times I watched my actions. My mouth is the least of your concerns. I'm speaking as a fool. <laughs> so, 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 so I, I, I don't, I don't want to um, diminish the fact that um, when, when you make a decision for Jesus, it's going to cost you a lot of stuff that you liked. 
that you liked. Let, let, let's just keep it a buck. You liked it. It's not that you hate it. It's just that you find out God doesn't want you to do it, and so you got to stop. You got to stop. And, and, if, and if your crucifixion don't look, if, your, if the crucifixion of your flesh can't stop you from doing stuff that you like doing, then you're not ready to go to the next level. Like, I'm not, I'm not a, um, I, I'm not, I'm not a vindictive person. I'm not a, I'm not a petty person. I am a principled person. So there, there's a lot of people that need, again, I'm, I'm speaking foolishly. I just don't want no part of this to be clipped without me saying I'm speaking as a fool. Huh? But there's a whole lot of people that need to be happy that my cat Williams is crucified to the cross. Because if my cat Williams ever got off the cross, DFW is ethered. <laughs> I could also ether Baltimore, Atlanta, um, probably both Carolinas, New York, California, definitely ethered. I could ether parts of Australia, the UK, the Caribbean. I definitely could cook the Caribbean. Toronto. I couldn't get all of Canada, but Toronto for sure. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm speaking as a fool. I got to. This is foolish talk. Huh? If I wasn't on the cross is what I'm saying. Huh? But I am. I am crucified with Christ. So I don't let, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't be baited into that. I can't be baited into that. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm 28 spiritually. I'm not 28 physically. I've been here. I'm, I'm two clicks from 50. I know my melanin got me looking like I'm 31, especially with this new thing that Juliet did to my beard. Got that, got it little, you know what I'm saying? My silhouette is back. I'm looking I'm looking like the ancestors survived a boat ride out here because they did. So all I'm, all I'm trying to tell you is the crucifixion of your flesh. Because here, here's the thing, Monique. Um, you're crucifying your flesh now. Let's say you marry your boyfriend or you marry a different guy. You're training your body as a single person how it's going to respond as a married person. And so... Um, the drug use, the sexual sin, the masturbation, all of that is things that as it comes more into the light of who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit says, I want that too. Oh, I can't, ooh, I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has come and looked at what I had on my plate and goes, take that off your plate. Hey, I want you to imagine you you, you made yourself a, a, a Thanksgiving plate, right? And whatever your best stuff that you want on it. You got turkey, you got ham, you got some greens, you got some mac and cheese. If you're a stuffing person, maybe you got stuffing on that plate. Maybe you got some uh, cranberry sauce on that plate. And, and you sit down and then the Holy Spirit peeks over your shoulder and it's like, take that ham off your plate. And it's one of them good pieces of ham that got the little pineapple on it. 
And he goes, take that, take that, take that ham off your plate, take the stuffing off your plate, take the mac and cheese off your plate, take that cranberry sauce off your plate. You can have the turkey and the greens. How would you feel? What you're not going to say is, thank you, Lord, because I can't stand stuffing and macaroni. No, let's, let's just keep it a buck. <laughs> uh, Shasapu said, not, stop, I'm fasting. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I, would, I would just say that we just need to be honest about the stuff that we bring before the Lord that we put down, and we put it down merely because he asked us to, not because we don't like it. See, we... I'm trying to I'm trying to get us safe enough to where we can be that honest as believers. I still like that, but I don't touch that because the Bible tells me not to. And it's as simple as that. As opposed to betraying yourself and acting like you hate it as much as God when the truth of the matter is, you know you still love that. I hate porn because of the the effects it has on my relationship with God. Uh, and the relationship that I could have with my wife. But it was my coping mechanism from 12 years old. So is it destructive? Yes. Is it, do I want to support porn culture? And and and, and no, I don't want to. Do, do I want actresses and actors exploited? No, I do not. Do I want to participate that at all? No, but my body responds to it i gave it to it from 12 years old if i'm not honest about that what am i doing <laughs> so like that's we, we need people to be honest about that wouldn't it be refreshing if if like a pastor could get in his pulpit and say um uh hey i i want to i want to let you know that um i had a cocaine addiction and uh, the reason why I don't frequent certain places is because, you know, one thing could lead to another. If I smell a cigarette, it could it could be the gateway opening back up to me doing cocaine again. And so I have to live a very disciplined life because of that. Wouldn't it be refreshing for a pastor to say, hey, before I gave my life to Jesus and realized I had a call to preach, um, I was, I, I, I am bisexual and I was sleeping with men and women. And, uh, now I realize based on scripture that I can't do that. Um, and because I've been in men with men and women, um, uh, my sexual, my sexual, uh, my sexuality is such that right now I don't believe that marriage is a good thing for me. And so I've taken a, a vow of celibacy and chosen to be single uh, and my sexuality that um, responds to both men and women has been stimulated by men and women has been pleasured by men and women is now um, crucified with Christ. My sexuality is on the cross. It is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives on the inside of me. My old self, that old self that pleasured it, pleasured itself with men and women uh, is now crucified on the cross, and I've taken a life vow, life, uh, um, life vow of celibacy, and I choose to live a celibate lifestyle. And as your pastor, I just wanted you to know that. And if any of you are in that same 
type of struggle or that same type of fight, or if you've been torn in that way, I want you to know you are not alone. And I can identify with you. You know how much freedom that would bring to the body of Christ? First of all, we're not forcing this guy to go get married <laughs> because marriage is the ultimate sign. Well, mar marriage is literally a, a type and shadow of Christ in the church. But Paul wasn't married, and he's the one that gave us the revelation. So we're going to force everybody down the aisle? Your youth pastor can't be a youth pastor until he's married? You don't think he could cheat on his wife? Well, we don't want a single person in here because he might be too tempted. Married people ain't tempted? How many lead pastors have boned their secretaries? What are we talking about? So I know this is a lengthy answer, but the nuances of it. <laughs> I had to dig into the nuances of it real quick. Uh, um, <sighs> scriptures always just volunteer. They're just always in my head like, pick me. Pick me. Okay, so... Um, Let me see where that is. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. First Corinthians six. I'm about to read y'all something. Y'all gonna be like, what are you talking about right now? So 1 Corinthians 6, verse number 9, here's what it says. Don't you realize that, the, oh, do I want to start from the beginning? Yeah, no, no, I'll start from 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin. Can, can I... Can we break this down real quick? Let me let me take my time. I'm going to slow walk this. Have you ever indulged in something? See, we, we think everybody that falls into something is indulging in it. There, there's a difference between falling into the mud and wallowing in it. There, there's a difference between having a donut and having a dozen. There, there is a difference between having a shot and having the entire bottle, right? There, 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 is, there, there is a difference between, you know what, I got weak, and in a moment of weakness, I, 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 I looked at pornography. There's a difference between that and, like, can't wait to get up in the morning and go to Pornhub. Like, like there... There's a difference between, like, I fell into sexual temptation and I wound up having sex with my boyfriend. And we live together now. And I'm busting it wide open every day, two, three times a day. It's actually all we do. Right? No. Indulging is completely different than falling into something. 
those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality. It never said nothing against homosexuality. The practice of homosexuality, gay sex, or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people. Hey, isn't it amazing that we got all this sexual sin and idol worship and adultery committing and prostitution and homosexuality? And then Paul's like, or you're still and you're greedy and you're drunk and you're abusive and you cheat people. I know a lot of people not doing the top side of this list and they all over the bottom side of this list. They greedy, they drunk, they're abusive, they cheat people. None of these, like, like they cheat people like the dude that that, that church that wants people to pay first fruits or they got to leave. Those are cheaters. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse number 11, the first sentence. Y'all got to, y'all got to understand how I want to cook this. Some of you were once like that. Oh, let's go back up the list. Paul, what are you saying? To the Corinthians, that some used to, if, if he's saying some of you were once like that, then here's what he's saying. Some of you indulged in sexual sin, and there was grace for you. Some of you worshiped idols, and there was grace for you. Some of you committed adultery, there was grace for you. Some of you were male prostitutes, there was grace for you. Some of you practiced homosexuality, there was grace for you. Some of you were thieves, grace for you. Some of you were greedy people, grace for you. Some of you were drunk, grace for you. Some of you were... Um, Abusive, grace for you. Some of you cheat people, grace for you. Some of you were some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Now, if the body if the body keeps score, do you mean to tell me you gave your life to Jesus and your body still doesn't want to do what it used to do before it gave itself before? Remember, you gave your life to Jesus. Your body did not. <laughs> your body did not sign up for not enjoying the pleasures of sin. Your body didn't sign up for that. You, your soul, your soul said yes. And then you wrestled your body in here. You said, get in, get in over here. Take these nails, fool. <laughs> you came in and you said, okay, we, we're, we're about to do something different now. And so um, the crucifixion of yourself is a prerequisite to being a believer in Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, take up your cross. If, if, if a man doesn't want to take up his cross and follow me, he cannot be my disciple. It's just the, it's the book. Let me give it to you. I just want y'all to have addresses for stuff because there's a lot of people capping out here. All right, I want Luke's. Luke nine twenty three. Let's get it. Luke nine twenty three. Then he said to the crowd, he's he shotgun blasted this to the whole crowd. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Some of y'all niggas out here, y'all only take up your cross on Sundays. Y'all niggas got a weekend cross. (laughs) 
Hey, what'd you do Saturday and Sunday? Man, carry my cross. Monday through Friday. No, I, put, I had to put that down. I, I can't carry that all week. Yo, homie said daily. If you try to, let me go ahead and cook this. Talk, Jesus. Talk your good rabbi Jewish talk, homeboy. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit? And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth: some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. And so taking up your cross means to live like Jesus. It means to obey his commands, his decrees, his precepts, his laws, his principles. I don't get to live the way I want to live. I don't have a choice but to love my enemies. Do you think it's natural for me to love my enemies? I don't want to love my enemies. I have to love my enemies. Do you know why I have to love my enemies? Because he told me to. I'm required to do that. I don't have a say-so in it. I don't even get to say if I want to or not. I have to pray for those that despitefully use me. Okay, okay let, me, let, me, let me get that too. Let me get that too. We're going a little longer today because, you know what I'm saying? It's MLK. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's get it, Matthew 5. Matthew 5, verse number 43. You have heard the law that this is in red, y'all. This ain't in black. This ain't a suggestion. This is our rabbi talking. There's so many, so many people that love to, what's in red, though? Forget Paul. What's in red? Here's red. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. So why do I love my enemies? Because he commands me to. Why do I pray for those that persecute me? And let, can we be honest? Am I actually being persecuted? Paul was persecuted. Peter was persecuted. I have never been persecuted. If y'all think me being talked about online is persecution, that's not persecution. I'm not being persecuted. I, I, I promise you, I'm not being persecuted. I, I would not even, that, that would be offensive to those that have been martyred for the gospel. There are, there are people in Africa having their limbs chopped off, having their wives and their daughters raped because they believe in Jesus. I'm not going through it. Ain't nobody in America being persecuted. 
Somebody don't like the way you talk. That's about it. That's about it. Somebody disagrees with you. Disagreement is not persecution, ladies and gentlemen. Disagreement is not persecution. Somebody being petty to you is not persecution. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not persecution. I'm so sorry. Somebody calling you out, is, that's not persecution. I promise you it's not persecution. It might be passion. It might, it might, it might even be love. It's not persecution. In that way, you will be acting like true children of your Father in heaven. He gives sunlight both to the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If I, if I only love people, I, put the, I always read the Bible in first person. If I only love those that love me, what reward is there for that? Even t corrupt tax collectors do that much. If I'm, only, if I'm kind only to my friends, how am I different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. So why do I need to be crucified? So I can love people that don't like me. I'm not going to be liked by everybody, but I'm commanded to love. I got to love. So sometimes I'll respond. It's very, very rare, but I'll respond sometimes to uh, people that have negative comments about me. And I always write, I love you. And I actually mean it. I'm not being condescending. I'm commanded to love. I really have a rabbi out here, y'all. Y'all can say what y'all want about me. I have, a, I have a savior and Lord. I don't just have a savior. I have a savior and Lord. He is the Lord of my life. I have popped off at the mouth and the Holy Spirit has told me, take that back. Facts? How many, how many clips? It hasn't been many, but there have been clips since we started that the Holy Spirit convicted me of. And I said, you got to take that one down. And we do. And we do. There have been clips that Juliet said, you got to take that one down. And we did. No fighting either. No. Mm -mm. So, so that, that's the... This has been a long answer to Monique's question. But, but I, think, I think it's been very, very appropriate to take the time because you, you, you hear sermons on Sundays, y'all. But we don't get to wrestle through this kind of stuff and talk through this kind of stuff. We tell people on Sunday, stop sinning. We tell people, if you've been convicted of your sins, come down here. There's freedom for you. And what does it look like on a Tuesday, nigga? How do I walk this out? That's what we're really trying to do. How do we walk it out? That's why we pressed B, to get down here and figure out how to live this life. You know how hard it is to be abstinent after you've been sexually active? Nick. And we about to just sit here and make it sound like it's easy? Y'all out here doing altar calls for lust? And you act like people are supposed to just go home and they're not going to get an erection again? You act like vaginas ain't getting wet out here? And then when you say an erection, when you say a penis gets hard, when you say an erection uh, 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 that a vagina is wet, then all of a sudden you're nasty, you're dirty, you're filthy. Nah, you just don't like biology. You're so afraid of sexuality that you can't even form your lips to say something because you probably got some secret stuff. So let's just keep it a buck on what it really is. You don't want others to talk about it because you can't talk about it. Just because you and your wife ain't having sex don't mean that me and my wife ain't. Just because we regular and you you not. I got a big house for a reason. Because y'all can't stand each other. 
So you sleep in your man cave and she sleeps in her room. And then y'all got the nerve to stand next to each other like it's dope on Sunday. Stop playing. Just stop playing. Again. I didn't say nobody's name. But if the shoe fits, lace them up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lace them up. Lace them up. Mm-hmm. I had a higher one, but, you know, I'm not going to do it. It's not. It's not, it's not worth it. I don't have to. Huh? Oh, shoes. Yeah, we, we do need to do shoes. Hey, let me just say, I just got a text from Carrie, and all it says is Timmy. And it just says Carrie is speechless. I don't know what we did, y'all. I have no idea what we just did. Uh, but Carrie is speechless. There has to be a cartel dweller with like that dropped a hundred k into that ministry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Mexican cartel or Colombian cartel? Colombian girl. You know what I'm saying? Blue magic. Absolutely. Hello. Mexicans ain't got nothing on Colombians hey, when it Jack. comes to cartel energy. Hey Jack. That spirit of Pablo was real. <laughs> And it still lives on. And it still lives it's on. Crazy. Yeah, and no, it still lives on. All right, so what are our, what are our sizes today? Okay, our size is thirteen men. Okay, thirteen men. And size ten women. Okay, so thirteen men, size ten women, and this is the thirteen, no doubt. <laughs> you said no doubt. <laughs> this is the thirteen, no <laughs> doubt. Man, so so we got these. We got heat for your feet. Listen, my father obviously was hospitalized, not this, not yesterday, Sunday, but the week before. And so I still have the shoes. We still have the winners from last week. You are going to get your shoes. Forgive me for not getting those out, but my family comes first. Um, but we got thir- size 13 for men, size 10 for women. You, you have to have um, B-side downloaded. You have to be a member either annually or monthly. You must be a member to B-Side. Let me just shout out B-Siders real quick. Thank you so much for rocking with us, for staying with us. Uh, there, was a, there, 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 there have been a few people, and I don't know their reasons, so I'm not, I'm not speculating. You know, there were several people that, boom, you know, they downloaded the app. They had it for a couple of months. They discontinued. I get it. You know, finances might be involved or whatever. But I, I thank you all for y'all support. We are trying to grow a company we are trying to grow a whole business out here um i can't wait for um the content to drop this year with the new talent that we're signing this year um y'all do need to check out lecrae's deep end tonight b-side exclusive um and the b-side channel uh we dropped your conversation with tasha oh yeah that's right and hey bro i think youtube the the, the algorithm is blessing us like they're pushing it out a lot wow we, we uploaded this week it's already at like eighty-eight thousand views wow uh and that's a channel that just started yeah absolutely so no layups no promotion yep organic growth so yep. y'all sub to it and it's dope bro absolutely yeah b-side make sure you uh subscribe on youtube to the b-side app as well so 
Um, Olivia Caldwell, you're a size 10. You might get them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in charge of none of that, but you know what I'm saying? You might. I don't know. I don't know what Discord God. chat. Huh? Discord chat. You need to jump in that Discord chat if you want that. Yeah, winners will be picked out the end of the day. Winners will be picked out by Juliana at the end of the day. Don't be mad at me if you don't get picked. I'm sorry. I love you. Hey, don't <laughs> be mad at Juliana if you get don't get picked because she still loves you. Sent you the numbers for B-Side. Sent me the numbers for B-Side. Still a little roll call for you, know? Okay, little, little roll call. Out. Let's get it. What's popping over here? Woo! Yo. That's growth, brother. That is growth. All right, so we got uh, we got uh, 20,976 total users. That is wild. Nuts. And we are just, when I tell you we are just shy of 5,000 active subscribers, that is that's impressive. And, and when we say active subscribers, those are people that are committed. That those and, are committed. That's financial commitment. Right absolutely, now. yeah, absolutely. It would it, it would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had twenty thousand active subscribers? It's happening. That would be fire. Won't he do it? He will do it. Come on. He will do it. He will. Yeah. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it, and you can't stop it. All right. So, um, man, I I uh. I love y'all. Oh, I think Jew is at the hospital with my daddy. When did she leave? Oh, no, that was yesterday. Uh, okay, okay, great, 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 great. And we do have free content on the B-Side app as well, y'all. So don't be intimidated by the financial factor if it's not the move for you right now. There's a lot of free content on there. Yeah, so. that's Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that that's good to tell everybody. Yeah, everything's not behind a paywall. Yeah, everything is not behind a paywall, contrary to popular belief. Just so you know that. Um, um somebody uh, scroll back up real quick. Yep. Somebody put something. Jeremiah three ten and eleven. Uh, for the pastor with a husband, telling everyone we're all going to heaven. I don't have context to that, so I just want to see what they talking about. Uh, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Uh, but despite all this, Jeremiah 3, 10 and 11. But despite all this, her faithless sister Judah has never sincerely returned to me. She has only pretended to be sorrow. sorry. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord said to me, even faithless Israel is less guilty than treacherous Judah. Okay. Okay. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, come on, uh, Brayan. I got the app when it first came out. Let's go. Hey, let me hit up Joshua real quick. Hey, Tim, my friend is mad at me for being attracted to a girl in church, but he made an elder come to talk to me. Now the elder wants to have a talk with me further. I'm really scared. Joshua, I don't have full context to what this is, but I mean... If you're just attracted to her, your your friend is mad. Is, is does he like her too? 
number one. It, you got to now talk to an elder about it. Like, what did you say, though? <laughs> like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, did you just say, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. Like, I would love, to, I would like to meet her. Or were you like, yo, hey, I got to, I need to see how soft that booty is. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like what did you say? Like, why, why is your friend mad? I'll never forget um, my homie Otis. Shout out to Otis Buckley. That's my that's my man, fifty grand for life. We were both single. We're in the youth group. We're walking through um, the Galleria Mall. I'll never forget this as long as we live. We're walking through the Galleria Mall in Dallas. It's nineteen ninety seven. Uh, and no, no, no. It's early nineteen ninety eight. And no, no, no. It's yeah. Yeah, 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 it's early 1998, and about yeah, it was January. So, so we're 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 in we're inside the the Galleria Mall, and we're talking about all these girls that we think are pretty in the youth group. And he's like, "This girl," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she fine." And he's like, "And I'm like that girl," and um, he like, "Oh yeah, yeah, for sure." And he was like, "Yo, let me tell you who I really got my eye on." We're walking, right? We're walking. He said, "Let me tell you who I really got my eye on." I said, "Who?" He said, Jules. That's what they called, they called Juliet back then. They called her Jules. And as soon as he said her name, I stopped walking. I stopped right in my tracks. And so he, he had walked three or four more steps ahead of me before he realized that I had stopped. He turned around. And he was like, bro, what's up? And I said, don't do that. Three words. Don't do that. He said, word? I said, yeah. He said, my nigga, okay. And we kept walking. She is now my wife. That's what that, that's all that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were talking about all the pretty girls, but then he, then he named the one that I had my eye on. <laughs> so Joshua, maybe your friend liked the same girl. Or maybe he thinks the way you... Maybe he thinks something you said and the way you retracted her was inappropriate. That's the only thing I can think of, bro. And if 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 you if 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 you can think through that and you you don't know um and you if you if your heart's pure on like, man, I didn't say nothing. Um Oh, okay. Uh he gave me some more clarity right here. I just talked to the girl. We had a trip to Passion in Atlanta. And I was talking to her just about who she is and just generally getting to know her. He thinks, I think he likes her, but I'm not even pursuing. Yeah, bro. If your Riz is dope and homie is intimidated, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? There was eight niggas that liked Juliet. Let me keep it a buck. Eight dudes liked Juliet. None, none, of, them, none of them talked to her. I did not care if they liked her. Right, Juliet Juliet had to choose, and I stated my intentions. I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we did that. Yeah, you didn't do nothing. Okay, Joshua, you 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 free and clear, bro. Maybe he likes her. And maybe, maybe he's mad that you he, you have more confidence than 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 he did, and, and you just talking. Um go back up. I am in a flow uh, up a little bit more. I thought, uh, or maybe it's down now. Maybe it's down. Something about a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, my question is how you feel about these late night Christian clubs that have started happening with some Bible. Late night Christian clubs? 
There's a there's a, a really viral club in Atlanta right now uh, that is a it's like faith based. They just listen to Christian music and like that's it. Like no cap, it's a dance floor in a building. Mm-hmm. Christian music. I think they bring out you know food catering outside with food trucks or whatever. Yeah, and they just dance to Christian music and I think that's it. I don't think they do a sermon at all. Yeah, or worship. They just you know vibe out. It's a little party. Well, just based on what you said, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't know. I, I, I had a, I had a young adult ministry, and we used to have an after party, and we would show up like 120 deep to Papados and just take over the whole thing, 150 deep to IHOP. That's, just, a, that's a party. We just take over the whole thing. Like young adults, they want to hang out. That's what young adults want to do. And so if somebody's giving them an alternative to like going to an actual club, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't see what the big deal is. What are they doing in there? Like, it, like, what are we talking about? Are, are they serving alcohol? Or do they have a freaking hookah lounge in there? Are they, uh, you know, they, if they're listening to Christian music, I don't know who's twerking to oceans. <laughs> I, I know, I know Maverick City has some bops, but I don't think it's going to turn nobody into Magic City. I see nobody sliding down a pole to break every chain. No. Anybody? We're giving uh, Shama some material to make some skits on this. I see everything in pictures, and so, you know what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta keep it a buck, man. Like, like young people want to hang out. So, if 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 this is just a bunch of believers in Jesus and they're hanging out late, believers in Jesus can't hang out late. That's what it is, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. I I just we hung out to two a.m. at our event. Yeah, we did hang out to, and it had a club vibe. It had a club vibe. <laughs> did it not? It had a club vibe. So now, if somebody is twerking the oceans, stop it. <laughs> like, just stop, bro. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's a. Then we can talk about something else, right? Show me some evidence that people are acting like some heathens, right? Show me some evidence where it's just become a hookup spot. But can we stop acting like uh, some some girls didn't give their first blowjob at a youth group event? And some guys didn't finger some girl at in the back of a youth group bus on the way to Lake something that was supposed to be a spiritual retreat. Some people had their first kiss in the back of a church. Like, like, like you can pop off anywhere. If you freaky, you're going to freak anywhere. Let's stop acting like. If you're a freak Nick, you're a freak Nick. Yeah. I just think. What are we, you know what I'm saying? Like. You, Hey, we cannot be Holy Ghost Jr. The Holy Ghost convicts people of sins. We, we 
The, this Christian club on their website says they offer alcohol. Are they getting drunk, though? You see what I'm saying? Do not be drunk with wine. It doesn't say you can't drink. Can it be a slippery slope? Anything can. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be, I can't be Holy Ghost Jr., man. You know what I'm saying? Now, I wouldn't go to a Christian club. I'm an introvert. Be a little too much. I, I remember before uh uh before I gave my life to Jesus when my when my flesh wasn't on the cross, um, I went to the club with my friends. There was a really pretty girl there, and I got with her, and she was fine. And um we we hooked up and we started hanging out, and then she was mad at me and ultimately broke up with me because I didn't want to go to the club. But I didn't want to go to the club because I found her. Like, I'm like, I don't want to go back to the Why don't I want to go to the club? I don't want to. I saw you and you was right. You know what I'm saying? And so now that now that we together, why do I want to go back to the club? You're fed. It, it's like when somebody uses Christian Mingle to hook up with somebody. And while they're on their date, they're still looking at Christian Mingle. Like, the salad hasn't even come yet, and you're like, I'm on this date with this person, but let me see if there's any more options available. Oh, my God. No, when I when I saw Juliet, it was a rap phone. That was it. I saw Juliet, and I was like, listen, um, this is it for me. We can wrap this up. I'm sure there's, there, I'm sure there's another beautiful woman in the world. I found mine. This one's mine's. I know there's other beautiful women being made. This one's mine. And I'm, when I tell you I'm content, when I tell you Juliet is the gift that keeps on giving, when I tell you I feel like I'm a senior in high school and I'm married to, the, I'm married to, I'm, I'm dating the finest chick in the entire high school. Listen, I'm, that's where I am. And this is, we about to, we about to do year 25 and this is how I feel. So, all right, we're going to go to two today. We gave y'all, we're giving y'all a bonus hour. We're going straight up till two. Then we're gonna eat. And then we're going Well, I'm 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 cozy. I'm so cozy. So I'm I'm Gucci. Um Can I ask you a question, Tim? Hmm. On the for for you, you addressed it a little bit in the beginning in the beginning about people that have like talked about you or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you practically uh keep your nervous system calm when you if you see a comment or you see uh, a video or whatever. Do you do anything practically that helps you? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, so um, first of all, always consider the source. And and again, y'all know me. Context is really important for me. Um, wisdom is the principal thing. I love King James says it's the best for me. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all that, get and get an understanding. And so I want wisdom, and then everything else I just want to understand. So I need context. So when I hear people talking about me, the first thing I do is listen to what they're saying. Like most people just get offended. They said my name. Like your name can't be said. I'm in the public square, fam. I do social media. How how am I going to get offended that somebody got something to say about me, good or bad? I'm out here. I'm not hiding. It's, It's wild to me when people have a comment, they don't do what I do. Right. When, when, when your freaking accounts on private. Right. You see me, but I can't see you. 
It's them courageous thumbs. You know what I'm saying? So that's wild to me. But for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always like, let me consider the source first. Who is this person? Once I figure out who the person is, then I'm like, do they know me? And then when I figure out what clip they used, I'm like, did they go back and listen to the whole thing? And then once I figure out they didn't listen to the whole thing, I'm like, oh, they're just responding to what they heard. And guess what? This person has a right to their opinion. Do some of those opinions hurt my feelings? Absolutely. Do some of those opinions piss me off? Absolutely. Because when it goes past disagreement and now you talking about me, that's when I'm like, if you feel in froggy leap, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a 1975 model. You know what I'm saying? I, I got colloquialisms from way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, if you feel in froggy leap, right, I speak as a fool. Um, so, you know, I my nervous system is regulated by the fact that I have context to where this is coming from. That's number one. Number two, if it's really something that I feel like is, and not much is, but if I feel like it merits a broader conversation, I'll send it to Juliet. I'll send it to my accountability. I'll send it to uh, those that have... Uh, uh, spiritual authority in my life to speak into my life on certain things. And then I take it from there. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not accountable to everybody in the body of Christ. I'm accountable to my spiritual authority. I'm not accountable to everybody's spiritual authority. Everybody don't have spiritual, spiritual authority over me. Just in the same way, I don't have spiritual authority over everybody. But those that I am submitted to, that's who I speak to. That's who speaks into me. That's who lets me know, no, you good. Don't even worry about that. Some, sometimes they'll say, you know what? I would have said this differently. And I'm like, oh, you right. Good to know. Next time I'm on that, right? So, um, but I don't need to come back and report on when I when I've done that and who I've done that with and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, it's it's a, it you know we we got to understand who we are and what our assignment is and how we're supposed to navigate. So that's that. That's that's how I do it. And then if it's something that is writ like really up here, I'm going to therapy anyway. I'm going to be in process group therapy for at least eight hours once a month, and I'm going to see my EMDR. So if something that, if something really digs at me, I'll go process it there. Yeah. Uh, Azian asked, uh, what is your opinion on tattooing for Christians? I have tattoos. So I'm not against it. I, I think my, 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 um, my quick answer to that would be um it's it's a permanent mark so you should you should have a lot of uh deliberation before you go into something that's going to permanently be on your body until you die i think it makes i know it's going to be dark and morbid but my disclaimer is i was going to be a homicide detective with that said i think it i think tattoos make for um and this has nothing this is not spiritual at all uh but i think tattoos make it a little bit more interesting for the coroner to do an autopsy. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's checking the body, he's cleaning it up, and he's kind of like, huh. Proverbs 4, 7 or Psalms 23 or YOLO or like whatever. I don't know what the tad is. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure the coroner is probably like, mm, okay, a butterfly. Interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A tribal stamp. This dude has no tribe, right? Whatever. Uh, Carrie Ann, uh, thanks, Tim, big brother. Hi, little sis. For a safe space and place to be vulnerable, the basement has blessed my soul, spirit. I love you. I love you, sissy. I love you so much. Um, hi, T.O. Tim. How to deal with the season of comparison and jealousy? That could be tough. That could be tough. That could be very, very tough. Ooh. And, and, and keep that thing right there because I'm going to hit Christie's just right under it after. Um, um, a season of comparison and jealousy. Uh, well, first I need to ask, are you comparing and are jealous or are people comparing to you and jealousy? I don't know which one it is. I'll give you uh, both sides of the same coin. If you are in a season where you're comparing yourself to others and you're getting, and you're feeling jealous, uh, it's because you're looking more outwardly than you are in inwardly. You need to mind your business. <laughs> You need to focus on you, like for real. Focus on what you're doing. I've literally, um, uh, uh, some of my mentees, uh, as they were navigating life in ministry, I actually told them to unfollow certain people on Instagram because they had no idea how much their peers' Instagram posts were flaring up their spirit of comparison and jealousy. So... Um, if you are the one that is comparing yourself and is jealous, um, I need you to mind your business and I need you to do something that's going to be so counterintuitive. I need you to celebrate them. It, the, the big, the best way to free yourself is to, to celebrate with them. Re scripture commands us to rejoice th with those that rejoice and to weep with those that weep, celebrate them. You're not in competition with them. Celebrate them. Now, flip it. If they are jealous of you, there's nothing you can do about that. Mind your business. It might mean the friendship's going to get awkward. It might mean the association's going to get a little bit challenging. But that ain't got nothing to do with you. And do not apologize for the blessings that God has uh, given you and the things that you have in your life. You, you'll never win trying to stoop down to the status of a chicken when God's made you to soar as an eagle. You won't be able to do it. You will not be able to do it. Do you know how uncomfortable a giraffe would have to get to be friends with a chihuahua? Only one person is going to benefit from the relationship, and that's the Chihuahua. But what this giraffe would need to do to put itself in a position, the Chihuahua should be happy to simply to say, I have a tall friend. <laughs> and the giraffe 
should be able to equally say, I just love my Chihuahua friend. He gets to see stuff that I don't get to see. I get to see stuff that he doesn't get to see. And because we're in a relationship together, we get to see more. I get to appreciate his point of view and he gets to appreciate mine. So, I hope I helped. Does scripture support automatically going to hell for suicide? Not that I see. We, we see Judas commit suicide because he's devastated that he betrayed Jesus. I don't know where he went. He's the son of perdition. Maybe a theologian can help me with that. But um, it seems that what he did, he did out of a broken heart, not out of like, I don't know. So I don't know. And then um, Samson's last act was to push down two pillars and have a building crumble down on top of him. I don't know. I don't know where he at. So, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't even think about it like that. I think it's going to be around here. Let me find out. Let me find out. Oh, it is Holy Spirit. Ooh, you too good. Ooh. I'm going to just leave this here because I don't know what to do with it, right? Samson essentially commits suicide, right? Because he pushed them buildings down on himself when he pushed them two pillars. Hebrews chapter number 11 is talking about the people that did stuff by faith. How much more do I need to say? Verse number 32. It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Yo, I'm just going to leave it right there. I know I just opened up a can of worms, but I'm not, I, that's as far as I'm going to go. Uh, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. Um, okay, we wrapping up. Three minutes. <laughs> Go back up. Tim looking like he banging today. <laughs> nah, man, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a onesie, bro. No gang affiliation. It's just a Wednesday. Um, yeah, he pushed them onto the Philistines and died in the process, but he knew he was going to die. I don't know. I, listen, I'm not here to, I'm just saying. There's tension in the text, people. Everybody wants it either or. But sometimes they can't handle that both end. It's amazing that people can't handle the both end of, 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 of people's lives. Like, people get so shocked. <gasps> I can't believe that pastor. Take all his books away. Ban his Instagram page. Ban his Amazon books. Take all of his sermons out of the library. He has sinned. I can't believe this man has sinned. This nigga wrote four books and they were bomb. They helped you with your spiritual formation. And now 
You don't want to read the book? You think the book has nothing to say good in it? Because you found out that he made it rain at the strip club? But you read, you still read David's Psalms? And he had Uriah killed? Are you serious? You can't handle a both and? Are you serious? Jesus is lion and lamb. Which one you want him to be? He can't be both? He is alpha and omega. You, he can't be both? He is fully God and fully man. He can't be both? What is the what the what the what the? What the what the what the what the what the what the what the? What are y'all doing? You got to stop doing that. Jonah was angry and saved Nineveh. Come on, y'all. Come on. As we as we wrap up today's pod, a glorious three hours with my dwellers. Let us not forget that we hold tension in the text. We hold tension in the text. Some of y'all have never cheated on your spouse and you have unforgiveness in your heart towards your spouse. Two things can be true. Before we just start walking out here comparing ourselves like I'm better than you because I haven't done this, somebody else can turn around and say, well, I'm better than you because I haven't done that. Let's just, let's just let's resolve that we are sinner and saint. That way ain't got to be a either or. Donnie McCurkin got so much heat for saying, for a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. We were so, oh, no, you can't be a sinner and a saint. You've been redeemed. You are sanctified. You a saint. And scripture says, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Which one? We can, we can do this all day. It's ping pong. Both two things can be true. You can love God and not love God's people that he sent his son to die for. Two things can be true. That's why we need to crucify our flesh with its affections and its lusts. Our flesh don't want to do what we want to do. So I'm a man of my word. It is now two on one. Uh, look at my fine wife. So what's dope is every hour the, 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 the screensaver on my phone changes with another bomb picture of my wife. And it goes like over the 25 years of our relationship. So I got pictures of her like 25 years ago and then pictures that are current. You could say. Tension is to be resolved. Sean, I agree. I don't think it'll be resolved to her dead. Some tension won't be resolved to her till we're dead. Scripture says the whole earth is groaning. When would that tension be resolved? At his second coming. So some tension ain't gonna be resolved until he comes back. Some people ain't gonna some tension ain't gonna be resolved till we're dead. And that is why we have a hope for an expected end. Because we'll never get everything resolved on this side of heaven.
That's just not happening. <laughs> Somebody asked, when's the next basement club gathering? <laughs> Sooner than later. This book tour is going to get us out here. Get a little taste. Yeah. Okay, let me get this last one. I promise this is going to be it. Jackie Villa. Um, TOTM, broken record. Seeking understanding, how does it spiritually affect us to have sex before marriage? Trying to explain my fiance, he's new in Christ. I just grew up and just know it's sin. <laughs> okay, let me give you scripture for it. Let me give you scripture for it. And then and then I'll break it down. And then I promise y'all I got to go because I'm hungry. I am hungry. Okay. Okay, so um, uh, you say, uh, uh, this is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, starting at the 12th verse. You say, I am, not, I'm, I don't know, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. If y'all want to know why I stop using strong language on this pod, because I'm not a slave to it. I don't have to do it. Um, but I don't have a conviction um, around the use of strong language and it is not a sin. You can think it is. I don't agree with you and I still love you, um, but I'm not a slave to it. I, and, and to show you how much I'm not a slave to it, there's a grand total of four times I use strong language on my pod or anybody else's pod, a total of four. Not 14, not 44, not, okay, so, so I'm not a slave to that. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. You can't say that. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? You know, we use, we use this, um, this phrase in our culture, how many bodies she got? How many bodies does he got? How many times, here, here's the way I, I pose the question as a believer in Jesus Christ based on the scripture. How many times have you been married? How many times have you become one with a person? Some of y'all don't have one. You have ones. For the scripture says the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Jackie Villa, this is the scripture that I want to give you. This is the passage of scripture that I want to give you. You just grew up hearing it's a sin, but nobody probably pointed you to, to this address or this explanation. Our bodies were purchased by Jesus Christ through his own blood on the cross. 
And as a result, our bodies no longer belong to ourselves, which is why Monique, our dear dweller earlier, talked about the fact that when she uh, uh, has sex outside of marriage, now she feels a conviction. That conviction was not there before she came into a relationship with Jesus. But once you come into a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you and he convicts us of our sins. Obviously, you must have that good good because your fiance doesn't want to stop. I get it. I understand it. And if that's the case, tell him to take a mental picture. And if he is your fiance, he can wait until your wedding day. I've, I, I've had plenty of couples come to me for marriage counseling. And the about the fourth question I always ask them, I always bury it. About the fourth question I ask them is if they've had sex. If they have, intrinsically, the woman's head goes down and the guy's head goes up into the left or right looking up. The body always tells. And so... Um, the next thing I ask them after they kind of, because they feel shame, yeah, we have had sex. And I tell them, uh, was it good? That's the question I ask them next. Was it good? And then they're kind of real, now they're really ashamed. You know, God, what am I supposed to say? He's a pastor and he's asking me if the sex was good. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, good. You already know. You were supposed to know that till your wedding day. But you know now. Take a mental picture. And here's all, here's all I'm going to ask you. Throughout the rest of this premarital process, all the way to your wedding date, y'all, y'all don't have sex again. Is that a commitment do you think that, that you think would be impossible? If the answer is yes, then you don't want me to do your premarital counseling. Because as long as your bodies are coming together, pun intended, then you will not be able to honestly matriculate through this premarital counseling process because sex is going to call red flag a pink one. And we are not going to get to the root of some of the issues that could literally get you divorced if you, sir, don't keep this penis out of her vagina. Until y'all stop taking back shots. We, we can't even get to what we're trying to do here. So let's just, let's just not just say sex is a sin before marriage. Let's say God loved you so much he sent his son to die for you and part of the death and blood being shed purchased your body. It no longer belongs to you. And so you can't do what you you can't do with it what you want to do. And that includes your sexuality. That includes your sex drive. Okay. All hearts and minds clear. Yeah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent. One from another. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Peace. Press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah, so press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be.